Hey everybody, it's episode 378 of PodQuest. Hey. hey. You jumped in there a little early, didn't you? Just a, just a little bit. You had you had a little bit of a of a of a extra long stop between 78 and PodQuest and I just jumped the gun. You did a little bit. I I tried to, you know, I tried to drag it out a little bit. I tried to make it a little more theatrical, if you will. Yeah. So, anyway, it's Wednesday, November 9th, 2021. No, today's the 10th. How did I put the night? Oh, I did this yesterday. Fuck me. It's Wednesday, November 10th. I am Chris. With me is Walnut. Hello. Uh, Drew might join us later. He might not. He he had some some errands to run this evening. So if he hops on, he hops on. Um, he did send me over um, some of his bullet points for the book club stuff so that we can still touch on those things. Cool. Not bad. Yeah. He, he at least came prepared to not be here. Yeah. Yeah, which is it, it, he came prepared. What he would have been prepared, uh, which which is nice to know, nice to see that like he he takes this assignment seriously. At least half of it, because he only watched the one movie. But he told us that. Uh, <laughs> whatever, man. Whatever. You made me watch four hours of wrestling, and you couldn't watch three hours of a, of two movies. I don't know. You made me watch like three hours of a shitty car show. Yeah, and that's fine. I still <laughs> watched all three hours. I would have rather watched another four hours of wrestling. <laughs> uh, debatable. That's that. That is how much I didn't like Top Gear. Yeah, those. I. 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 Like I said, when we watched them, and afterwards, I'm like, I admit these probably weren't the best episodes, uh, but they're some of my favorite. Yeah, and I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. Like, it's just not my my cup of tea, if you will, for a British show. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, though, Rich, what's on the agenda? So on the agenda, we're gonna do a quick little. Topic and spoilers about uh, Critical Role Episode 3, the ending um, of, of that episode. Uh, I've been uh, working hard to watch all of Batwoman and Legends of Tomorrow before next Wednesday from Season 2 and, what is it, 6 or 7? Uh, before next Wednesday so I can be caught up for this season of those shows because the CW app only holds five episodes at a time. Um, then there was uh, a release for a gameplay video and gameplay information for Elden Ring. Or, um, goth Game of, Fr- of Thrones, if, if you want to call it that. I don't think anybody does besides me. Yeah, I think uh, you're the only one, yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be, like, co-written by George R.R. R. Martin or something like that. I remember he had I, something to do with it. He helped develop the world. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I always made the jokes of, uh, goth Dothraki and goth dragons, um, which I don't think we really saw many. There were dragons. We'll talk about it. Uh, then we played Forza Horizon 5 that came out yesterday. Um, and then our book club discussion of Alive and Alone. Which are two different movies, because every time I, every time I was, like, typing that into, like, the, the post stuff, mm-hmm. it always felt like I was saying the, like, that we were watching Alive and Alone, and that was a thing. Like, yeah. that was the title of the thing. Like, you're alive yeah. and you're alone. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, you probably could have just done, uh, like, uh, quotes over Alive and quotes over Alone to show us it's two separate. Well, I usually bold each one individually, and I say the two movies or the movies. Mm-hmm. That works. Yeah, that works. And to, the last thing on the agenda, um, I also I watched Ted Lasso over the last like yeah. week and a half or so. Yeah, yeah, you watched Ted Lasso. I don't have anything against Ted Lasso, but I listen to uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, and they do nothing but talk about Ted Lasso on the Scrubs Rewatch uh, podcast, and it kind of gets on my nerves. Like this week's episode is close to two hours. And the first half hour of it was talking about Ted Lasso and how it's going to take 
all of the awards at the award show, and that Zach's probably going to win one of them. And it's just like, I'm just like, all right, guys, I don't have Apple uh, TV. I can't watch it. I want to hear about Scrubs. I really, I, there are too many of these, like, rewatch things where, like, mm-hmm. the cast of these things are doing a rewatch. Yeah, I, but, like, the, the first, first, uh, ones that did it were the Office Girls, and that was, uh, Pam and Angela. They, they, they started it. And then it got big after the Scrubs show, after Fake Doctors Real Friends. Because when, um, when that blew up during the pandemic, all these, like, there's a One Tree Hill. There's a Parks and Rec with uh, Rob Lowe, whom uh, I will be, I'll go on record right now and say he is not a good radio host or podcaster. I don't know why he's on there, probably because he's doing nothing else. He's a great actor, not a good radio uh, personality. I tried to listen to his other show, literally, and I hated it. Um, what else was there? Yeah, there's Montreal Hill, there's that one, there's, there's, there's yeah, a there, bunch. There's quite a few. When, when I heard about One Tree Hill, though, I was like, what the fuck, man? Come on. That just, really? Is there really that big of a following for that fucking show? It was on for ten years. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but anyway, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Talk about some Critical Role. I never thought we'd actually talk about Critical Role as, like, a conversation and not me just talking at you guys about it. Yeah, yeah, uh, we, we actually... So we had to watch this last one in, in two episodes because Erica got a little tired <laughs> near the it, end of it. It was um, a longer it, one. It, well, it was a long one, and it was a long. Um, there, it was a long combat in the middle of that one. Yeah, uh, I, I, I will, I will give you this suggestion. When it comes to combat, just put it on one point two five, or you, I mean, one point five would probably be pushing it, but put it on one point two five speed uh, because a lot of times combat isn't really all that important. Like, so, um, Erica does, doesn't like watching this stuff sped up like that, so okay. we just leave it leave it regular. Um, also, I do it through the like I do it through the TV app, and the TV app is just the settings on there, but it seems to just make like the YouTube app go a little weird when you just, like change it back and forth. Okay. Yeah, if we were watching it like on the computer or like Chromecasting, it it might be a little bit different to kind of like mess with it. But yeah, mm-hmm. the TV app is not great with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what you what do you think about that ending? Spoilers now. We already spoiled, spoiler alerted earlier, but spoilers again now. Because that's really a big, big talking point of this episode. Yeah, um, that was quite the ending. I, I will tell, I will say that. Um, like, non-spoiler to, to start, um, I really like the light effects. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, um, <coughs> that was one of the things, I, I think I shared a video with you guys that they shared on their YouTube about, like, the creation of the new set. And that was one of their things, their main things that they wanted to focus on was, like, setting the ambiance and making sure that, like, the lights and effects and the music and stuff like that they're going to have is really felt on set. And so they they worked with so many different stage engineers to make sure they could get the right effect that they needed for whenever Matt needs to do an effect. Yeah, and I like that, like, the whole cast just seems very, like, unexpected mm-hmm. whenever like it changes like even they're just like not they're never aware that it's going to happen when it happens yeah and it, it's it's because they uh, unless they're really good actors and this is all scripted and they're just that good of actors they don't know what matt has in store so if if matt's going to do wisp uh, do like a, a dream sequence or or something like at the, the the middle of the night pitch black they don't know he's gonna do it he's just gonna do it and they're just gonna be like Oh my god, what's going on? Like this would have 
gone so well with uh, last season. Like this set, uh, this lighting stuff would have gone so well with campaign two. Anytime he talked with uh, Ford, whenever he was having a dream sequence with Ford, anytime we dealt with uh, Yasha when she was like going through her stuff, it's just it would have gone over so so well with that stuff. I believe I believe that. I feel like it, in any situation it would go over well just because it's a very cool yeah. aesthetic. Yeah. Um. So the the ending though the the actual spoilers. Mm-hmm. There was a there was a death right at the end. A potential death. We don't know for sure yet. He he just he was he was stabbed and he took a lot of damage and he went down, but he was not killed. That's D and D rules. He's knocked out. He asks three death saves that he has to roll. If the if but the enemy could just stab him twice and kill him flat out while he's on the ground. It's it depends on if the characters can get to him in time, which probably not. Uh, it depends on if he can make his death saves. But there was a theory that uh, Bert was being used to push the team together. And so maybe this might have been one of the few instances where I think it's okay to script a moment with another player, but not let them know how and when it's going to happen. Yeah. So did you happen to see Matt's tweet after the episode? No, I didn't. Okay, so, just to set this up, um, as we were saying, spoilers again, um, at the very end of the episode, everyone had kind of, like, gone their separate ways to, like, sleep for the night and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Travis's character, Bertrand, uh, that's how you say it, right? Yes. Um, he stayed behind to, to have a few more drinks, and as he was leaving the pub they were at, uh, gets attacked by the thing that they had fought earlier in the episode that had run away. Mm-hmm. And he gets stabbed twice, once in the chest, once in the stomach, and then falls to the ground. Um, while that's happening, um, Lara's character has like a vision of something that it definitely seems like him dying. Uh, but there's nobody near him to actually come to his rescue. And based on the little bit I understand of like movement during combat mm-hmm. and the fact that it took his character two turns to get upstairs in the same building while they were fighting... I don't think there's enough time for any person to get out to help him if they knew there was something wrong. Yeah. Um, and it seems like the only person that may know that something wrong is Laura's character, and she's definitely not in that building anymore. Yeah. Um, so Matt tweeted out uh, on the 5th, which I believe was... F- this would have been like literally right after it, it aired, because it was 2.30 in the morning, November 5th. Oh, yeah, it's definitely 2.30 in the morning. Even right... I, I just looked it up while you were explaining that. And he writes, like, spoilers for this episode, so just be warned and be wary. Don't read yeah, this like, if you haven't watched it. Yeah, he starts out, a little look under the hood for episode three, critical role spoilers. So that was fun. Another little bit of a glance at what led to the end of tonight's session. Uh, Travis wanted his um, campaign three character to join in a little bit down the road, not unlike many classic JRPGs, but it led to an issue. Matt wanted Travis at the table and present for the first episode at least, or more. When given the option to create a character, he was inspired to bring Sir Bertrand Bell back for this purpose, and they discovered the means of his exit. Or, I'm sorry, they discussed the means of his exit. Um, Travis pr- proposed the grim end, but agreed he would not know how or when. Yeah. And such, they anchored Bertrand into the story and watched where things went. Do not fret, Travis will return in the near future with his true Campaign 3 character, and it is going to be a blast to see the paths collide. Um, mm-hmm. So they went into this, planning for him to die, because that's... what. And, and you had actually said this based on rumors you had been seeing, that 
like this was either not Travis's real character or Travis was not going to be part of this campaign like throughout the full thing like he was going to like come and go from it. Yeah, there was there was a lot of fan theories out there and like I said with even uh the end of last campaign it seemed as if like the way they were wrapping up it felt as if maybe people were moving on or moving forward or not staying uh full-time cast members or whatever. Um and, and like and this I I'm I doubt they had this planned like this far ahead, that far ahead because that was months ago. That was uh 3 4 months ago. Um so it it seems that it was it's legitimate like Maybe Travis has a lot going on right now, early on, that he just, it's, it's, it's hard for him to fit it all in. He is CEO of the goddamn company, so he probably has a lot he has to deal with just with that in general, plus being a voice actor. Um, but that, so yeah. correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, as a player, they don't have to prepare much going in. Like, it's actually better for them to not prepare like a bunch of things they want to do because this way it's more on the fly and it's like a, a more of a group experience yeah as a player there's not really much preparation they have to do besides know what's going on and remember what's going on but when you're producing something this big like you need to like uh, they they have a problem with remembering what actually happened last episode or the previous episode they they tend to like because they're uh filming ahead of time they might film two episodes in a row and then not film for two weeks or something like that that like they they tend to forget things, and so they need they as a group. I personally feel need to do a little bit more prep work and coming into it and just not necessarily rewatching, but remembering everything that happened. And with Travis being being CEO of Critical Role and being a voice actor, it might not even necessarily be him having to prepare to play. It might just be the time that he may or may not have. He he might have other projects he's working on as a voice actor. That's eating away from his CEO time or vice versa that he, he, it's just maybe Thursdays or the day that they record is, or the film is the day that he needs off for a bit. I don't know. I feel like it might just be more of a, he came up with an idea for a character and thought that character would just be better coming in later versus actually having, not having enough time to do it. Because like, even being this, like, if he's, if he's the CEO, like, it's their company, like, they can kind of work around everything else and like pick the times that worked for the collective group um yeah because you figure i mean before they were they were filming at night um and doing it live now they're now that they're filming ahead of time like it's probably much easier because then they can you know they can plan three weeks ahead and be and get the crew and everybody like on a set schedule rather than just like okay well everyone's working at night this week (laughs) i think i think rumor is that they film a week in advance, generally. So they're like one week ahead, basically. When when the episode airs live, which is weird. Um, and and I've only figured that out because during campaign two, somebody figured something out, and Sam was checking the chat when during one of the pre-recorded episodes. Sam was checking the chat and was like, and found out what a list a, a viewer found uh, was theorizing, and brought it up to the whole table. And it was like, the chat said this, the chat said this. And it's like, how do you know what the chat said if you pre-record this? So I believe it was like the week prior when they met the character. And that's when the chat was going off. Like, hey, we, this character is this person. Oh, it's like, do you think they record the night that it airs? The, the running theory is they, no, the running theory is they record the Thursday before it airs. No, no, that's what I, 
Yeah, that's, so, that's yeah, what I mean. So when, so, when uh, at least that's what I've been able to figure out. It's like they record Thursdays at uh, 7 Eastern or whatever it is um, the week before the episode's going to air. So it's like, so this this coming Thursday, episode 4 will air. Yeah. And while episode 4 is airing, they will be recording episode 5. Yes, yes. Okay. Maybe. Which, I, like, it, I, I, I don't possible. know for sure. And honestly, recording ahead of time means like they might not record the same day or time every week either. Yeah. Um, because like they all do have other jobs. Yeah, like, they all have day jobs and they all have jobs within the company of Critical Role itself. So and like some of them have kids and stuff like that too. Yeah. I, I, so I think um, all, all I, I, I know Marisha, Travis and Laura do. It's everyone except uh, Marisha uh, and Matt and Talison have kids and uh, Ashley. Oh, so, yeah, no, that yeah. makes sense. You know what I also just found out the other day? Um, the lady that did the um, the intro with Sam. Mary Elizabeth McGlynn? Okay, no, not her then. Um, there is somebody else. Um, God, where did I see it now? Oh, you know what it was? It was on Twitter. Never mind. It was something totally unrelated. Um, on Twitter, they had posted pictures after Halloween, and they were out trick-or-treating with um, Troy Baker's wife. Oh, yeah, they were, they were out. Yeah, because Troy Baker is in London right now filming something. Yeah. Uh, and so he can't make it back fast enough due to the, the pandemic and everything. That, yeah, they, uh, I think it was, it was, was it Sam or was it Travis and Laura that went? It was, it um, was all of them. And there yeah. were like different pictures. Yeah. Um, they, cause they're, they're all friends with Troy Baker. I think they kind of want him to come on the show one day, but I remember, either... I forget, it was a podcast a while ago, but at some point they lived across the street from each other. I don't know if they mm-hmm. still do or not. But, like, um, I think it was, like, a kind of funny thing with Lara, and she was basically saying that, like, she's been really good friends with Troy since, like, the early 2000s when they were both getting started in voice yeah. acting. So, yeah. like, they both started in, like, Texas, and then they both moved to Los Angeles around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but actually, speak, speaking of Troy Baker real quick, like, a side side thing, um, he does a podcast with um, other people that work in and around, like, the games industry and, like, different roles. Um they're, they're, it's called Play, Watch, Listen. The latest title for it, um, let me just open it up real quick. Um, very funny, kind of making fun of uh, of himself. Uh, the title is, Chris Pratt is in everything, says Troy Baker. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, pretty much, that's that's the running joke, the running meme online is, like, Chris Pratt is voicing everything. Because yeah, of but it's, both it's even funnier. Garfield. It's even funnier that Troy Baker is the one to have said yeah. it in that podcast. Because yeah. it, and now he literally would, isn't everything. Now, what would be even better if it was called Chris Pratt is is in everything? Uh, what was it? Chris Pratt is in everything. What says Troy Baker? Says Troy Baker. An interview with Chris Sabat. Yeah, that no, would, that yeah that would that, also that would make it even better. So um, yeah, we were actually um, this this past weekend was like this the first weekend of extra life stuff for a lot of sites. Yeah, um, and. Uh, MinMax was doing their their stream, and at one point on Saturday, they were doing like a trivia game. And one of the one of the uh, categories for the trivia, it was called uh, colon, Nolan, or both. And it was the guy doing the trivia would read off a game title, and you had to like buzz in and basically say whether the title had a colon in it, whether the title had Nolan North in it, or if it had both of them in it. Okay, yeah. And it was very good because at one point they said uh, "Shadow um, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. 
and like the first person went in and they just said, "Oh, it's it, it's got a colon," and then the second person said, "Oh no, it's it's Nolan North," and the third one was probably just like both. Yeah, yeah, because it's fucking both. <laughs> yeah, um, but but back to Critical Role and what we were saying, um, yeah, I, I I totally agree that it was probably like like what Matt says. It was this departure was part of the story. Like this is what Travis wanted. Not not because of time wise or anything like that. I like the idea of characters coming in and a JRPG style later on. I it maybe just whatever design of a character Travis had, it just didn't make sense for them to be in Drusar. So it just it, it and and this is a really good way to bring all the characters in, bring all the actors in together, and and form a group and then have a tragedy happen. That's generally some of the best. Yeah, ways I mean to it's, ba- it's basically the Avengers. Yeah. Like the, the MCU Avengers. Yeah. It's it, like I've never, I, I, a lot of my, um, a lot of my games that I run, anytime I run a game, when I'm trying to set the characters together, there's a tragedy that happens that pulls them in, that keeps them together. So with my home game, it was the town that they were in was attacked by goblins. They worked together to save it and then rescue the people. And then they were going to get arrested if they didn't stick together for a little bit longer to become advent- like licensed adventure. And so they did that, which kept them together as a group. Uh in in this in this one it's they or in the in the podcast that we do, it's um the that they they were charged with rescuing people. And hopefully them being out together trying to rescue people helps them formulate a a, a bond with each other to where they want to stick with each other. Which who knows what with those four <sighs> who knows, who knows? Uh, I I totally expect like uh, Eric's character to just leave right away. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. But, so, I, I did see a video online earlier um, mm-hmm. talking about, like, some of, like, the theories for it. Um, and one of them, and I I'm definitely missed this in the actual episode, but I guess at some point Marisha's character asked somebody if they were looking for, like, a good witch or a bad witch or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it was Orm. Does that sound like the like a name? Uh, yeah, Orom is um uh is is uh, Liam's character, right? Okay. Um, and they responded like good, but like pause. And so the, the I guess like the internet theory is that maybe that's going to end up being Travis's character. Like maybe he will come in with a caster. Mm-hmm. That's that that leans more to like the good side than the group they kind of have. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the, the group they have seems to be a very good group and not a neutral group. I feel like really the only one who's leaning most neutral uh, would be Ashley and um, uh, uh, Taliesin. They have, like, the more neutral characters. Everyone else seems to be leaning more on the good. Not lawful, but maybe, like, neutral or chaotic good. Whereas yeah. those two seem to be, like, more, like, a lawful neutral or chaotic neutral. Not chaotic, true neutral. Yeah, like they're, yeah, they're they're kind of somewhere in the middle. Yeah, because like, it, and and it showed in episode two with Ashton where he's like, "You don't steal copper. Like, you can steal anything else. Like, you steal silver if they're an asshole. You steal gold because it's gold, but you don't steal copper." And it's like that's that's like he's like, "All right, I'm willing to like steal." Uh, he's a neutral character, but he's he has he has a he has a law that he goes by. He has a he has a um I don't I can't think of the word right now. A creed, I guess, that he goes. Yeah, no, that that creed seems like the right word. Yeah, and and, and like they're, uh, they're... Uh, what's her name? Fern is just a chaotic neutral character. She's just chaotic. Yeah, 
but also probably the funniest one right now, especially now oh. that that Bertrand is gone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I kind of had a feeling Bertrand, uh, even like even before I looked into the uh like the fan theories and stuff, I really I definitely had a feeling that Bertrand was not going to be a lasting character. A based on how uh um Travis was playing him. B based on the fact that he was level five, where everyone else was level three. Like it just mostly it was like. It, he's not going to be a long-lasting character. He's going to be... He is, he is bringing the characters, which is a good way to, 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 to play this game. But he was also just incredibly funny. He was hilarious, Bertrand. And he, if you ever get a chance, uh, watch um, uh, the, uh, the Rescue Grog, the Search for Grog, which um, is... You don't really need to know anything except they defeated the ultimate evil in Campaign 1, and Grog decides to pull a few cards from the deck of many things, and his soul gets bound to the plane of uh, Cla- I can't remember what plane it is, but it's a very de- like devious, dastardly plane of of existence. Um, uh, in in the in the multi realms or whatever, and uh, they have to go rescue his soul. And so Travis needed to create a new character, and so he created Bertrand Bell based off of. Um, Harry Potter 2. Um, what's his name? Oh, Gilderoy Lockhart. Yes, he's based, because Travis is a huge Harry Potter fan. And so he makes Bertrand based off of Gilderoy, where he's like, oh, I know all this, I'm the greatest. And that's how Bertrand was always played. Like, I'm the best, I know where we're going, I'll be your guide. And he's like, I've never fucking been here before in my life, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. He, he did, he did very well with it, I have to say. He did. And he like, did. he just... He had a lot of good little like quips and one-liners. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the the video I saw had another like theory thing in there that I thought w- was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. so Marisha's character is a, like a hollowed or a hollow or something like that. Uh, I, the- I I don't know what race she actually is. They haven't expressed it, and uh, I I haven't really like looked into it. So from what this video is saying, it's. A- the way that they've portrayed it and like talked talked around it, it seems like like a hollowed or a hollow or so, something along those lines. That's in one of the like extra books, so like not like a normal race, um, but they're basically dead bodies that didn't die all the way. Like the souls left them, but they stayed animated, but not like in a zombie way. Yeah. Um, and that she is from, I guess, before the end of the first campaign because she she alludes to being from that that area yeah so she is from whitestone and she mentions the search for vox machina and how like they turned the city over trying to find them which is all honestly the legends of vox machina is going to have that stuff in it the, the cartoon that comes out i believe was february yeah. uh, on amazon um that's going to be part of it because that's Part of that's all of the Briarwood arc. Like Laudna's got not going to be in it, unless maybe she makes a cameo. But that is that like the the turning of Whitestone to try to find Vox Machina is going to be a part of that series. Yeah. So so the theory that this video w- was talking about was basically that she is much older because if she is one of these hollow things, they don't age. Like they're <laughs> basically like what whenever they died, like with air quotes, like that's where they're left. So like. She is portrayed as, like, a youngish woman, but also, like, basically says, like, she's older than she looks and, like, stuff that happened a long time ago. Um, 
so the the theory was that she is actually somehow connected to one of the characters from the first campaign in like um, probably like an arbitrary way. Yeah, I I mean she's probably she's she's sorcerer warlock, which is an interesting choice. Um and she's pr- she probably has something to do with Percy. It's just yeah, straight up. That's yeah, like, no that's the, that's the name cuz apparently she even has like the same hair um aesthetic like like black hair with like a white streak or something like that yeah well uh, percy's hair was just pure white um hold on let me pull up his 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 uh wiki because he has he had um uh let's see he had several siblings um and only one of them survived whitestone being taken over and uh that would be uh cassandra but I think it, that what they were saying is that like maybe this is a different sibling mm-hmm. or some or like some other relative that didn't survive it, yeah, um, and th- became whatever like this hollow thing. Yeah, like she might have died, but came back because of the necrotic magics that were there. Yeah, which is completely reasonable. The, the, the White Stone was a horrible, horrible place before Vox Machina rescued it. Um, it was run by a vampire and um. A witch, and uh, yeah, it's it's a terrible place. So it, it definitely makes sense. I mean, not even necessarily that I, it, that she has relation to Percy or the Dorolo family. Like she could just she has white hair because of the resurrection magics. Um, Pike had white hair because she had uh, she was resurrected, and she wasn't resurrected pu- uh, 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 perfectly. Because it was before any of them had the magic to actually do a resurrection spell. Um, so they had to go through, like, a whole quest to bring her back to life. Um, okay. Yeah, so th- there's there's plenty plenty of things. I don't think... I don't think she has any ties to Percy and the Dorolo family, besides the fact that she's just from one stone. I, w- I wouldn't... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, which is totally possible. Like, I don't, I don't know one way or the other, because I don't really know what any of that stuff is. Uh-huh. I just thought it was interesting that, like people seem to be, like, finding, like, not completely unrealistic connections based on, yeah. like, things that were actually said by the character. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's, and that goes again with what I was saying earlier when they were talking about, um, like, the, the, the fan base for this show is, is insane. Because in Campaign 2, when they met this character, uh, it was, like, a couple episodes when they came back, after they came back from the break, they met a character who was missing a leg and was, could, uh, all they knew about this character is that this character was missing a leg and they were a druid. Um, and people immediately started like, oh my god, that's Keyleth's mom, who Keyleth is, uh, Marisha's character from season, from campaign one. And like, she had gone missing and Keyleth basically went out to both go find her and complete the rites that her mom went to go complete. And it's just like, the fans figured that out. Almost immediately, and then none of the cast even thought about that. None of them thought about that at all until they started seeing what was in the chat, and they were like, "Oh my god!" Which, and honestly, like stuff like that could be happening now, like you said, like because they they're recording ahead of time, mm-hmm. they might see what some of this is, and like it might be giving them other ideas of like either ways to steer into that more and make like not to actually do it, but just to make people. Um, suspect it more mm-hmm. or to take it in the other direction because they don't want people to make those ties in and get too expectant of something like that happening yeah it's yeah uh but 
I was going to say something. Oh, and last thing I'll say is about the actual, like, death scene at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that everybody looked shocked, including Travis, was was very good. Like, yeah. I realize they're all actors, so, like, they could definitely be, like, pretending. But, like, they all looked genuinely, like, stunned when that was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, um, I am a little perturbed about how it did feel like Travis knew that that was his time to go. Like, that session was his time to go. Because, like... Matt said, like, he doesn't know when or how or whatever. But, like, he just seemed like... And, and a lot of them did seem like they didn't want him to leave. Uh, at least Dorian um, was like, no, you gotta stay. We'll, we'll keep you here longer. Or whatever. Like, it kind of did feel like maybe they knew. But at the same time, they didn't know. It, it was it was a little hard. It's one of those moments that, like, they... there There is a big, uh, um, like, complaint that a lot of people think the show is scripted. And, and there, that's one of those moments that, like, there, there's no way Travis didn't know that that was going to be how he was going to go or that he was going to die. Like, he, he purposely was getting himself alone so that he could be killed. Yeah, and it's, I'm sure it's one of those things where everybody knew that character was on, like, a short timer. I, you know, they just didn't I, know when. I, I, I would not expect anybody to know that Bertrand was going to be on a short timer. I would expect that to be something that was only kept between Matt and 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 Travis. Which I mean, that's also possible. I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't be surprised if everybody knew that that was like that that character was going to leave at some point, and just no one knew when. So like, people were just trying to make sure that it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, especially after the, those first three episodes, where like that character is just super fun and and makes for a good. Catal- yeah. like not catalyst um like a, a good character to play off of and mm-hmm. to just lighten the mood and say goofy things because you can tell by some of their reactions like the stuff's not scripted like oh yeah people, absolutely they, they break way too often oh, yeah. and too re- realistically for it to be scripted they they would definitely be able to be um on on saturday night live during the fallon stages because fallon would always break um but so like fallon's breaks to- were Fallon breaks were always super obvious, and, like, he'd, like, look at the camera and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When they break, like, it's these very, like, legitimate breaks. And and it's yeah. not always everybody. Like, I forget what ha- what was said in this most recent one. Somebody said something that, like, not everybody caught, but Marisha just lost it. Like, she, w- she literally, like, was laying on the table, like, laughing. Uh, it was probably because I believe uh, FCG brought up Pussy again. Um, uh, I'm not sure though. I can't, I I haven't done my rewatch of this this week's episode because you're trying to catch up on all the CW I was, stuff. I was focusing on the CW stuff. Um, speaking of CW stuff, speaking how of are CW you, stuff, how are you enjoying Batwoman season two from last season? So season two of Batwoman was really good. Like it wasn't the best. But it was, it was, for what it was, it was really good. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. I liked, uh, I liked how they brought in Ryan. Uh, I like that they're able to just write off Ruby Rose's, uh, rude, uh, well, abrupt, but now based on what she has said, uh, in, re- in, in, in recent days, rude, uh, uh, uh departure from the show. Um, it, like, like they were able to just like write that off, but they, they still like didn't, kill off the character and stuff it was it was very well done um it took a little bit for them to all get into their into their rhythm with this new lead but it all works it really all works and and i i enjoyed it um i was also 
honestly a little shocked as to how many hot button topics they did attack during this season. Yeah, especially well, because this season was the first season after um um Floyd and all of the um, Black yeah. Lives Matter and the yeah. cop the the issues with cops throughout the country com- yeah. kind of coming to a head. So like it made sense considering they, like the the majority of that cast are people of color. Yeah, like they 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 fit in a cab. Um, they they said it was all crows are bastards, but. Come on now. Um, but they fit in ACAB. They talked about, um, for profit, uh, um, uh, uh, prison system. Uh, they, they, uh, pr- police brutality and abuse of power. Like, there were so many hot button topics that they tackled with this that, like, I'm not gonna say it went heavy handed, but, like, it, it was a little heavy. But I hope they keep going with it. And, like, Bat, Batwoman and, and Supergirl tended to, like, really lean harder on these topics than the rest of the shows did. Well, because they're not, um, and I mean, Legends kind of falls in a weird place just because that show is, like, more comical and, like, off to the side. Yeah. But, like, Arrow and Flash are both led by white guys. Yeah. Whereas, like, the other shows, like, one's one's led by a female, and the other one is, at at least from this season forward, is led by a female person of color, Mm -hmm. and basically everyone in that cast, other than Alice and her dad, are are not white. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, everyone in the cast besides Alice and her dad have some form of, um, uh, what's the word, uh, prejudice against them. But even Alice has prejudice against her because she's a woman. So it's like there's female lead, there's African American female lead, there's LGBTQ plus African American female lead. Like a lot of the characters in this show have some type of hardcore like racism or prejudice against them. That like it, it really fits that they 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 attack these topics that, re- that need to be attacked. Yeah, exactly, and I. I think you're right. Like, in some senses, it is a little heavy-handed, and I think that's just... It's a CW show. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to get real subtle yeah. ways of doing this. Like, they're they're going to just be very blatant with it, just because, like, the demographic is, like, 14 to 25. Yeah, it's, um, it is... It, the demographic is... Um, uh, it are Democrats that are, are trying to change the world, and young Democrats that are trying to change the world. So, obviously... They're gonna lean towards that, which I like. I that that stuff needs to be out on 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 public media even more. Like the world needs to know that hey, the United States has a for profit for profit prison system that feeds on prisoners going back to prison. Yeah, this is this this is a legitimate issue. Adam ruins everything. Ruined it years ago, and nothing came of it because no one recognizes that show as a good factual show, even though it is. Um, and well, also the people. No, it's also the people that are actually in charge of this stuff don't want it to go away because they're the yeah. ones making a profit off of it. Yeah, exactly. It's, they, they don't want it to go away because they're making a profit. So the Republicans and, and, and those that are out there that, that, that take in these, the, the money from the prison systems and shit like that, they just, they're like, all right, we need to keep this going. So we, we, like, one, the one episode where it was, uh, where they were basically showing that, like, for-profit prison systems are terrible was when they attacked the community center. Like, there are politicians out there that are like, I need to keep bringing in money from the prisons so I don't want to help the at-risk youth. There's actually a a similar trend in the the later half of Supergirl from, I guess it would have been like 
August, September when the show came back after its break. Yeah. Uh, with a similar thing where, like, the, the congresswoman or senator or whatever for, I think it was congresswoman, uh, for, like, a section of the city, like, she was rich and didn't give, and, like, it was a lower, lower class section of the city. She was rich and just wanted to tear everything down and build offices and restaurants and, and gentrify it and fuck yeah. all the people that live there. And that was, like, a two-ish episode arc in there. Yeah. That, like, that's unfortunately the way a lot of that stuff goes in the real world, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, did you end up, did you finish season two? I know you yes. said you were trying to. Yeah, I finished it. I, I got through the last episode at about 5.30. Um, I got, okay. I got held up with, with some work meetings, so I wasn't able to get it done as fast as I wanted it to. But I was able to finish season two. Um, and, and, and it wrapped up well. I, I like the idea of Kate leaving uh, and not taking back over the mantle of Batwoman. And keeping it with Ryan, because uh, they built a good character with Ryan. It took some time for her, for me to, like, actually fully like her, but by the end of it, I'm like, this is a great character, and I don't want her to leave. Yeah, like, the first, the first half of the season, I'm gonna say, it, like, they're trying to find their footing. Um, they, there were good episodes, there were meh episodes. I think overall, though, like, the whole season, it was definitely much stronger for, ha especially, like, when you consider, like, they had to basically rework the whole show with a new lead. Mm -hmm. Um, than the first season was like, yeah. Um, I can't remember the actress's name, but the actress that plays Ryan is a significantly better actress than Ruby Rose. Yes, yes, um, she and, is. And even um the the actress they brought in to play Kate, um, also much better actress should yeah. have been Kate from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but uh, honestly, like, I'm kind of glad it went the way it did because we wouldn't have a character like Ryan, and they can always bring Kate in as a different mm -hmm. character, like. It's not uncommon for Bat characters to pick up different mantles over time. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, uh, you met, in, in the middle of this season, you met um, Clue Master, which um, that episode also had his daughter, Stephanie Brown, who has been Robin, Batgirl, and Spoiler. <laughs> um, I think right now she's technically Spoiler, but she's part of the Batgirls, like, group. Yeah, and then, then, then there was that... Um... Other, the heist guy, uh, something monkey, I think, or I can't remember his name. Uh, but he, he is the one who administered the, uh, the, the, the cure to, um, to Luke when he was dying. He's the one who tried to steal the, uh, the map early on. I can't remember the name, his villain name, but like, I, I don't know if he's a flat out villain or if he's going to be like an anti-hero or something. I um, honestly, I, that season ended long enough ago that I don't remember that. I remember Luke almost dying. I remember him wanting to die because, like, he he was kind of at peace at the end there, and then yeah. um then he had that episode with where with Diggle and yeah. kind of like got his shit together, got his Batwing suit, and now he's Batwing. Yeah, which uh, I'm I'm excited to see where that goes. Uh, I will say this show, um, and I think I had the same problem with last season as well with season one. Uh, that there, there is there's a lot of consistency error, a lot of them. Um, just going uh in in uh. The, the, the last episode, or the second last, yeah, the last episode, um, where Mary gets rescued by Luke in, in, in the suit, and then they cut to commercial, they come back, and Mary is down the block, talking to Ryan, giving her, um, uh, the, 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 the spray to give to Kate, and Luke is still fighting the, 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 um, the bad guy. I mean, that doesn't mean that it's a continuity error, that just means that the bad guy got back up. Well, no, but the, he rescues her, and they drop to the ground. 
and and fall to the ground and land on their backs. And Luke says, like, there's some, uh, still working out some kinks. Cut to commercial. Come back. Mary is down the street, blocks away, talking with Ryan. And Luke is fighting the same villain that they were fighting after he had fallen to the ground. But he's I mean, up that- and fine. And it's just like, it, it's a little inconsistent. They just, they, they, they had this issue in season one. Um, there was like, I don't. I don't uh, remember when they explained why the power was out at the end of, of this episode. I don't know if it was right in the beginning and I missed it, or but th- there were some other issues that I had where I'm just like, that's just like, how did this mu- how did this happen in this little amount of time that was supposed to be between this and it's well, we just, don't know it, how much time actually like you can't assume a commercial like the two minutes of a commercial break is how long happened in the show. Like it could have been ten minutes of him fighting. True, but. You would assume that if there was a commercial break after characters fell to the ground while in the middle of a fight, it would come back with Mary running away from the fight. It didn't even have her running away. It was doesn't just... add anything. They got 42 minutes. They got to get everything in by having, by just, you know, they didn't die when they landed. So just cutting out that like, and they probably did film her running away and then realized that they were at 44 minutes instead of 42. Yeah. And they're like, all right, well, we'll, we'll cut this. This will be our commercial break. We'll come back to Luke fighting and, and Mary talking to, to whoever she was talking to. I mean, if, but like, that's the thing. If it would have come back to Luke fighting first, then I honestly would have flowed up better because it would have been like Luke gets up and fights him. And then it shows like cuts between that, uh, Mary talking to Ryan and then cuts back to Luke fighting. Like, I don't know, it's just... You're being nitpicky for a network television series. But it had these issues last season, too, like, with with her dad being in prison one episode and then just not the next episode out of nowhere. Like, there was no explanation of how he got out of prison or anything. He just was no longer in prison. It, it, like, they, they have some minor continuity issues between episodes and in episodes. The other thing that made me just laugh was when, uh, when Alice put the face on Kate and it just stuck. Oh yeah. But, and that's been every time she does that stuff, like, like she doesn't really do anything. And then all of a sudden these faces just fit perfectly. There's no like, so marks yeah. or anything. They're just yeah. perfect faces. Yeah. And it just, it just sticks there. And like, I could have swore that at least with uh hush, I believe his name is hush. Uh, like it was, it was sewed on at, at the end of last season. So no, he didn't have the face on at the end of the season. He had so they showed him with the face cut off. So he just had like skin left around his eyes, basically. Yeah. Um, and then he had the bandages on because he he was supposed to look like the actual Hush yeah. character with the bandages. Yeah, and so like that was uh, with a seasonal break between that last episode and the first one. It's reasonable that like maybe that graft healed to him, but literally the second Alice lets go. The skin just sticks. And I'm like, come on now. Come on. And, and, and how, uh, it's, uh, her, uh, uh, the, the, the pharmaceutical guy, uh, uh, what's his name? Black Mask was just like, oh yeah, my pharmaceutical company makes a rejuvenating healing cream that healed all of her burns. Dude, it's a superhero show. There's literally people with superpowers in this universe. Which is fine, but the only thing that can heal people like that is is a is a plant called Desert Rose, and there's one left in the world. And this guy doesn't have a healing cream that, like, it wasn't just like her 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 burns weren't just like her skin was all like gross. Like she was still burned and bloody and stuff from the burns. Like I said, you, 
You're being nitpicky, man. No, it's just minor continuity errors, but overall, it was a very, it was, look, when you liked something that much, and and you feel like you kind of got to pick, pick it apart a little bit, like, you do get nitpicky. It, this, it was a good season. It wasn't terrible. It, for what it was, for a post-COVID season, for try, for them trying to make up for the loss of an actress, like, they, they did a really good job with it. And, and it was, it was, I'm, I'm kind of upset I waited this long to watch it, but it, it's worth a watch. Yeah, I actually, I watched the first two episodes of season three today. Mm-hmm. And it, they're not bad. Um, the first season, or the first episode was just like a, another episode. Like, there wasn't really anything, like, special about it, for, for more or less. Uh, the second episode is definitely the one where, like, they're kind of getting the story into gear. Because yeah. they were even, they were talking about it beforehand that, um, like in the previews and all for it, that Alice is basically being like released on like, um, like house arrest in a way to try it to, because she's being forced to help them locate all of the, uh, the villain stuff that's stolen at the end of yeah. the, of season two. Yeah. So like that stuff starts to happen in episode two. So you can see it's like, Still not perfect. Like, they're still trying to figure out, like, where the season's going, but at least the story's moving on. Um, you're gonna start Legends next? Yes, I, I, I'll probably watch that, because I'm off tomorrow, uh, so if I, I, I'm gonna try to stick to doing a lot of cleaning. Might watch an episode or two before I stream, but besides that, I'll probably get to Legends after I'm done, um, this week's episode of, uh, Critical Role on Friday for a couple of episodes. But I do plan on watching the first episode of Batwoman probably tonight after we get done. Maybe a couple episodes of Legends, depending on how much time we have if I don't stream tonight. Yeah, I will say, the I normally really like Legends. I did not care for last season. Yeah. Um, it wasn't awful. Like, it, it was better than the first season. But I feel like it, it just kind of did a disservice to a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. And the few time there were a few good moments with characters in there. And then when they had other moments that should have been good character moments, they were just very like, eh. Yeah. Like they just, they just missed it entirely. Um, and yeah, just that whole season just felt, I like the, I like the newer, new and newer characters. Like they bring, like Astra is like a main character and, um, they bring in, they bring in somebody else also who's new and like they have like a fun kind of, um, Rivalry is not the right word, but, like, they're not straight enemies. But Astra and this new character kind of butt heads a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some, like, genuinely funny episodes in there. There's an episode where they um they do, like, the... Let's just keep going back in time and trying to get this this thing right. And they just keep fucking it up. Okay. Um, There's an episode where Astra is trying to learn magic and accidentally turns everybody into random objects. Like, stuff like that. Like, there are some good, goofy episodes. I feel like there was a cartoon episode also. I might be misremembering that, but, like, there are, like, good episodes here and there, but I think the overall season was just one of the weaker seasons. Yeah, and it's it, it's kind of fitting that uh, CW formula, because it is, what's it, season six? Yeah, because I think season seven just started. Yeah, so, and, like, usually, like, those those mid-seasons, like, the, or the, the later mid-seasons in a lot of CW shows just aren't the best. Um, yeah, it's, Legends has been that one where, like, they got... That first season wasn't very good, mm-hmm. um, but then like from season two on, like w- like two through five, they weren't you know always like home runs, but they were more often than not like really entertaining seasons that like I was excited to watch. And this the 
the most recent one was just like, oh, I have another, there, there's another episode. Oh, no, there's two. I should probably watch these before they build up anymore. Um, I did just watch the first episode of, of season seven. It's at least shaping up to be a better season. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the Elden Ring stuff? Um, yeah, I, it's, it, it's not really, uh, much that I guess I can say about it because you're, you're not interested in it. Uh, and I was hoping, uh, I think Druton kind of likes those games. I'm not really sure. Uh, I was hoping he'd be on here. We could talk about it a little bit, but they did, they dropped like, uh, a, a, I think it was like a half hour or something like that. I know IGN only had like 15 minutes, but I think different sites had different amounts of time. And so it was just stream- like, yeah, the stream was about 20 minutes of yeah. like, and like I said, this in the group chat, that stream, that like, like gameplay reveal stream mm-hmm. was the driest fucking thing I've ever seen. Like the narrator sounded like he was on fucking PBS telling us about medieval yes. times. Yeah. And it, like the, the IGN, they cut that down to 15 minutes and it's it. It like the, the narrator and, and what was being shown was just, it was kind of dull, but, uh, like, like I said to you, it wasn't about how they presented it, but it was what they were presenting. And the, the the first thing I just want to mention is, oh my god, there's fucking color in this game. Yeah. Is it just me, or does, like, the game not look... Like, it looks good, but I feel like it doesn't look as good as a lot of other PS5 and Xbox Series X games look, as far as, like, the character goes. Like, I think the environment looks really good. But something about the characters just the, didn't. The, the like the jumping and stuff looked a little choppy. The character did look a little like not not all that great. Like I can I can agree with that. Like when I saw them jump, I was just like that jump looks bad. I'm hoping that maybe it's just like this is still like a a beta, like not not a, a finalized version. They're still tweaking it, but they wanted to show this off. Um, you know what? that's fair because it, it does it doesn't come out till what late January early February I think it may have actually just gotten delayed by a few weeks yeah yeah something like that um and so it it did it, it, it the characters did seem off but like the world setting looked great with all those gold trees and everything that you saw around it like it, it it's interesting that they're th- like turning this into an open world game most souls games aren't open world most from software games aren't open like they're very linear uh like the closest thing to open world would maybe be Bloodborne, and that's But even still, then, it's very linear. It's it's linear to a point, like, you at some points you can, like, go left or right or whatever to take different paths, but overall, it's, once you pick a destination, you have, it's very straightforward. Whereas, in this, in Elden Ring, it's, like, from the get-go, you can just go anywhere and do anything. You can p- probably potentially go to the f- ending boss, like, right away. Um... But it just, it looks, like, like, the game itself looks great. I like the idea of, like, summoning the souls uh, to, to come help you fight, uh, like, the summons in general. And uh, it does look like they're focusing a lot more on potentially using magical combat and less on, like, physical combat. Um, and uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine who is huge into the front software games. And he's like, they're pretty much just throwing everything they've done all their games into. So, like, Sekiro had um a stagger oh, man, meter. It's Sekiro. Uh whatever. <laughs> um they had a stagger meter in that game. And so you um it wasn't about killing them and taking their health all the way down. It was about attacking them to fill up their stagger meter for them to drop down for you to get that one hit kill. And so like that's potentially something they're gonna be throwing in there. Plus using the magic and the combat looks a little bit more fast paced. Um and then like the summons and all of that it's just, 
to me, it looked fantastic, and it sold me on the game. Like, I was a little little hesitant because of the whole George R. R. Martin inclusion, but, like, this, it kind of sold me on it, and I'm, I'm, I'm totally for it. Yeah, and it's not like, like, he didn't write the, the game, he just helped them come up with the lore of the world. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's all he did. And even yeah. then, like, like, the, he, he is, he is not a fantastic writer, but, like, he, he actually comes, he, he's very creative, and, like, the world he came up, he came up with for A Song of Ice and Fire, super detailed and creative, and, like, the story in, like, broad swings is really good. It's, like, it's just too long, and he's too slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you figure the last, like, two and a half seasons of Game of Thrones were not based off of his material because they essentially ran out of material. Yeah. But I thought it looked neat. Like, other than it, lo- it looked dated, but like you said, that might actually just be from... uh Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? From it not being gold yet. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's an earlier build or something like that. Like, it was enough to kind of show it off. But, like, I know those games, like, not that those games ever look bad. They, they are always, they're dark and gritty, but they look good dark and gritty. Um, Something about this one, it just looked last gen is the best way I can think of it. Um, Especially with just, the like, the movement and especially, like, the hair and the things that were a little more flowy. Yeah. But I actually, I ended up actually watching quite a bit of things from it. Um so like I watched um I watched the 20 minute stream. I watched GameSpot had their like actual gameplay like demo of it and I watched um who else was it? And MinMax had like a like a quick little 10 minute video of of it that included just the end was just 3 minutes of a boss fight like like from start to finish like the actual um beating of the boss. So like I I got a pretty good idea for like what the combat probably will look like. And it does look a little more forgiving than I feel like Bloodborne and Dark Souls were from like the little bit I played of both of them because it, like you said, it does seem like they're relying, like they're giving you the the ability to rely on magic a little bit more. So it seemed like they were able to hit hit with attacks from a distance a little bit more often, and then also uh, get in, do a quick attack, and get out a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. I was it, just never real good with those, so. <laughs> Well, I mean, you gotta get good. You got good with Metroid. Now it's time to get good with other games. 2D is different. I don't know, man. I don't know. There's only two axes in 2D. There's three in 3D. So I mean, that, and, it's, it's, and that's it's, the problem. It's easier because there's more of an area that you can get away from. But that's the thing. Like, if I can just go up, down, left, right, um, and the camera is static, it's much easier than a situation where I can kind of, where you have to be aware of the entire environment 360 degrees. That just sounds like you gotta get good. I also, like, like we've talked about before, I don't like redoing things. Like, I legitimately hate redoing things. Mm-hmm. So, Metroid was very forgiving, where if you died, you were 30 seconds from where you, you died, usually, if it was on in, like, a boss fight, or against an Emmy. There was no real backtracking to it. Um, games like, like the Souls games, where you have to get back to where you were, where you died, and then also pick up all your stuff again. Like, I hate that. That's just, I, I, I've never been a fan of that. Like, I die once and I'm just like, all right, cool. Like, this is what this is. I'm done. Bye. <laughs> You're missing out, man. You're missing out. There's so many games out there that are just so good. If you could just get past that little hurdle of you're going to die and you're going to have to go back through things. It's just, it's not fun for me. Like, we've talked about before, I don't think it's fun, nine times out of ten, fighting a boss ten times, trying to figure out the 
the mechanics of it. Like, like I don't get that. Oh, this is great. I got, uh, I got to another phase. It's just like, oh, great. There's another fucking phase. Cool. Let's go fight this boss ten more fucking times. Then, assuming that I'm actually good enough at the first phase to get to the second phase every time. But like, you like Hades. That's all that I game don't, is. I I don't like Hades the way like Drew likes Hades. I think as far as those games go, Hades was at least interesting, and I and the gameplay felt good. Um, I did not play Hades beyond I don't know five hours, if that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could if if my Switch was upstairs, I could tell you for sure. But like, I only ever got to I'm trying to think. I beat the I beat Megara. I beat the the snake the the, the Hydra. No, the the skelt the skeleton snake, the second yeah, that, boss. That, I want to say Hydra. Hydra. Oh god, that was a Hydra. Shit, that's right. I forgot it had more than one head. And then I think I got up to the boss after that, or maybe like the mid boss after that. Yeah. Um, and I only got to that mid boss one time, and at that point I was done. I'm just like, okay, man, cool. Man, you give me shit, but me and you have gotten the same length. But like. I give you shit because you you say that the game is bad. I don't think the game's bad, and I don't think I don't think the Souls games are bad. I think they're not for me. I, That's the I, difference. I will say I've never said the game is bad. The game just doesn't live up to the hype. See, I think it does. Hyped. I don't. I think how, it lives up to the hype that it has. How how can you think it lives up to the hype if you only played it for five hours and you didn't even beat one run? I think the combat's actually very good. I think everything about the narrative is really good. I think all the voice acting. Isn't the greatest voice acting, but for a rel- relatively small studio, like it's acted really well. The writing's really good. I think the environments are very pretty. Um, like I enjoy everything about the game, other than having to redo the same thing over and over again. Like if this wasn't a roguelike and it was just if it was just like a Metroid, and when you died you would just respawn like kind of outside the boss door, and I could just keep running right back in and, and trying again, I probably would. Because it, it is that isometric, top-down perspective where, like, I don't have to lock on to something and, and move in a circle and hope that I don't back up too far and fall off a cliff or something stupid. Yeah, like, I just, like, I played Bloodborne, like, I, I, I probably played Bloodborne for five hours, too, and I never even got to a boss. Because, like, I'm just, I don't like that kind of combat, so, like, it wasn't fun for me. Like, I'd get to the same point, I would die, and I'd just put the game down, and I'd come back to it, like, a week later, try again die in the same place and put the game down because it's just i get frustrated with it like it's not i want to play a game to have fun and that's just the opposite of fun for me whereas like it's kind of like you with like platformers like you don't enjoy platformers generally like i watched you play mario world like and like like i jokingly like sent you that message like you are bad at at mario like you're I bad am, at platformers i am, I am bad at platformers. Um, and, it's, and it's it trust me it's not that i don't enjoy i'm just i'm bad at them it's not that i don't enjoy them i like playing them I'm just bad at them, so then I, I rage quit after about an hour. You see, I don't necessarily rage quit, but the thing is, like, you'll sit there and keep trying for an hour and just get more and more frustrated. Mm-hmm. The first time it happens, it's like, all right, I didn't have fun getting to this point. I'm not going to do it again. So, like, I just don't do it again, which is why I just, I don't buy those games. Um, when Redbox was a thing, I'd rent them, because it's like, all right, I'll spend $5 to play this game for, like, a day or two, and see if if it if it ever clicks cuz that's the thing like if it ever clicked for me and like like I actually had a good time with it cool like like I'd play it longer and like like I said I don't think they're bad games I think they're actually very well made games and the people that like them like have every right to like them and they they deserve all the praise they get I just they they never clicked for me and I don't I don't enjoy them yeah but like I think all the stuff about Elden Ring looks 
and sounds interesting. Like, I think if, if one of them could click, it'd be that one. But it's going to be 70 bucks, and kind of like like we were talking about re- with Returnal in, in that Discord chat with your brother the one time. I can't do 70 bucks on a game that I might play for an hour and then just nope right the fuck out of. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally all for that. Like, I don't, I can't, I'm the same. I can't pay 70 bucks on a game that I'm just, I don't know if, uh, if I'm going to play. Like, this is one thing why I'm super excited with Games Pass is, like, I, I'm playing Forza 5. I wasn't sure how I was going to Forza 5 or not. I was super excited for it, but I wasn't sure if I was going to like it or not. So, like, I knew I was going to wait until Forza came out to get Games Pass to try it for a dollar, and if I liked it, maybe potentially buy it in the future, or keep Games Pass. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wouldn't necessarily ever buy a Forza, excuse me, buy a Forza game, but I'll totally play it on Games Pass, and I was even considering, like, buying one of the car packs, because they're, like, five bucks. It's like, I'll give these guys five dollars. Like, I would give them more than that, just, I know I'm not going to play this game enough to warrant 60. Yeah. Like, um, I'm, and, at, at this point, I'm just kind of hoping they do, like, some sort of cross-saves or whatever, so that uh, if and when I stop doing Games Pass, if I want to play Forza again, and it gets really cheap on Steam, I could just buy it on Steam instead of react. Like, I could reactivate my Games Pass for a month, for 10 bucks, and then play it for a month, but we'll see. We'll see where that goes. I mean, there's also always a chance that it would just be cheap. It would go on sale in the Microsoft Store, and then you would have cross-save. Yeah, if if it goes on sale on the Microsoft Store just flat out in general, then and it's a really good sale. I would just buy it on the Microsoft. Store. But yeah, yeah, like and I even I signed up for um the network test for Elden Ring for um I signed up for PS5 and Xbox. So I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? Like if like I will play f- like if if it's like a network test like that, I'll give it a couple hours to like try it out, see if uh see if anything clicks for me, or like if it was ever on Game Pass, like we're just saying, I download it on Game Pass. Um, even if it was only available on the PC Game Pass, like. I would download it and just give it a shot, like see if anything clicked. And like if it clicked on the PC and it was just like, oh, okay, like I get this one, like the combat's better, like like I can do this combat and it's not super frustrating. I'd consider buying it on the console where I would actually play it. Yeah, but like I doubt this game is going to go on Game Pass at least in the in the first year or two. It might be like one of those know, games like down the road. <laughs> I, I don't think it'll ever go on Game Pass. If anything, uh, we're more we're probably more likely. To get it as a PS Plus game down the line, then I mean that's possible. Um, it, well, it, 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 Blood, it is multi platform. Bloodborne was and is a PS Plus game. Uh, it was. From, it, it's from, also a PlayStation exclusive. Well, that yeah, uh, and from software tends to uh, prefer PlayStation over Microsoft. And I mean, or at least, Sony at least pays them enough money to prefer it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but we already mentioned it a little bit, so why don't we uh. I think the next thing on here was Forza. Yeah, let's talk yes. about Forza. Yes, we got the Zoomies, guys. We got the Zoomies. We went Zoom Zoom in Mexico, and we played Forza. And that game is very pretty. All right, I have a question real quick before we get into this. Yes. Am I saying it wrong, or are you saying it wrong? Because it sounds like you're saying it with a T. It's it's how it's supposed to be pronounced, Forza. Really? Yes. I, I, like, I think we also went over this a while back. We may and... have during one of the, the previous games. Let's see what Google says. How pronounce? Because is that any, is Forza anything other than a game? Like, is it actually a car thing the way like FIFA is a soccer thing? Um, I I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, according to Screen Rant, it's when when referring to Forza, it's Forza and not Forza. Okay, and this is from a 2019 
Um, uh, I'll take uh, it. Like, Hearth. like I, I, I was not trying to say you were saying it wrong. Like, I was legitimately curious, like, which one of us was saying it wrong. Yeah, it's I, I, I believe I heard this back like years ago, even before 2019. Um, there's there's a Reddit uh, uh, thread about it in 20, from 2016, and it, yeah, it's it, it's um, it's 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 an Italian word, and I guess the R and the the F the like I don't know how it gets the T. But I guess maybe like the R and the Z make the RTZ Forza. It's Fortza is how you pronounce it. So um, let's see if Screen Rain actually explains it. It's not that important. I believe you. Um, what do you think of it so far, though? <laughs> it's actually uh, Forza Motorsports Twitter even says even had a tweet that it was we really 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 a bunch of reallys need everyone to know it's pronounced Forza. Okay. That's it fair. is. It is. It is a very pretty game. Um. It. Uh. I. I like the the setting in Mexico and all the different. Uh. I guess biome. I guess you could call them biomes. Um. I think that's a fair. I mean, look. This is a car PG. It is. It is. It is a car PG. Um. And it. It. It is. It's. It's fun. It is very fun. Um. I could definitely do without any of the story fucking bullshit. See, that's the only thing I'm enjoying. Well, I mean, like, I, I enjoy, like, the just, like, driving around, like, the open-worldness, but, like, I don't give a fuck about any of the races. I like all the goofy shit that other people need help with. See, the best racing game out there ever is Burnout Paradise. All that game is, is just you in a fucking car, doing different races, doing different tests, doing different objectives. Like, I, and as, by far, like, I used to play that game all the time. I would step away from it, come back two years later, start over, play it again, and it was like... As far as I can remember, there's no actual full story and story mode with it. It's just, you do this, you do these races, you race these cars. And that's, that's, that's what I play, like, uh, a Forza game for, is, like, the car simulators, the racing simulator. It's, so, when was the last time you played a Horizon? I actually have never played a Horizon. Okay, so this is always how those games are. At least since 3. They're always, you know, it's these big festivals in whatever new location they are. So, 3 was, um... Australia, uh, four was the UK, and now five is Mexico. And it's always, you know, there's a festival going on, and they're trying to make the festival, like, bigger. And so here's a bunch of, like, weird, not racing, but car driving objectives to do yeah. to help us make the, the whole festival bigger. And then here's also some people that, like, they just need a driver to, like, help them do non-criminal things, because this What's... isn't fucking Grand Theft Auto. Which, you know, like, that's, I, like, I'm fine with, like, the people asking you to, like, do this thing or that thing, but, like, I did one yesterday, one of the last couple of sets of things I did yesterday, was, uh, you had to help a, 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 a woman find her grandfather's old VW buggy. Oh, I did that one, that's great, yeah, you, you, you it's super easy, you drive up to the mountain, and then you get in a big fucking, like, um, 18-wheeler with the car strapped on the back, and yeah. drive it back down the mountain. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't need the flatbed portion. I didn't. I didn't need the jump the flatbed portion. Like you it, always need to jump a flatbed. Come on. It, it would have just been fine. It's like, hey, you found it. Maybe if we drive this old beater beat up car back instead. Like they they were able to get it to run and you drive it back instead of driving the 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 the, the flatbed. Like all the additional stuff after of like learning about the car and. And, uh, like, the history of Volkswagens in Mexico and stuff like that. That was, like, interesting to learn. But there was just, like, that little intermission of just driving the flatbed. I was just like, this is... 
I don't need this. I want to race cars. I want to drive cars fast. I don't need a flatbed. Yeah, no, see, like, again, like, that is, I don't like the race. Like, I don't dislike them, but I find the races boring. Like, I'm not very, like, I've never played a lot of racing games to begin with. So, like, I'm not great at them in general. Mm -hmm. Um, so, like, driving a track against a bunch of other cars, like, I don't do great in it. So, like, I rewind a lot to, like, try different things to see if I can, like, get better at, like, slowing down at the right time and not just fucking spinning out when I try to, like, round a corner. Mm -hmm. Um, but, like, the stuff where it's just like, oh, yeah, no, you just get from point A to point B as quickly as you can and it doesn't give a fuck how you do it. I'm all about those. Those are great because they give you, like, random-ass cars to do it with. Like, did you do, um... There's one where you have to help a guy. It's three different missions where you help him. Um, and each one is, one of them is a time trial, basically. Like, you have to get from, like, point A to point B um, within, like, three minutes. And the faster you do it, the higher, like, stars you get. The second one is you just have to do a bunch of um, skill things in the car to get um, points. And you have to do at least, I think, 10,000 points is is to get one star. And then it goes up from there to get three stars. And it's literally just, like, just run into things. Because every time you hit stuff, you get points for it. Yeah. And, like, do drifts and stupid shit like that, and you'll just rack up points. Uh, and then, I haven't I haven't done those missions. I, 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 you don't even need to tell me what the third one is, because I haven't done the first two. Um, right. Well, let me just tell you. So if you get to these, um, they're um, the... I want to say it's Baja. It's the, you know how, like, there's, like, the four or five different, like, main yeah. locations that have, like, the tasks? Mm-hmm. It's the one on, like, the far right. Yeah, the, the Baja where it's in the big desert. I actually yeah. just opened uh, to go there. Um, okay. So I have to, like, do the initial things to even go there. Uh, once I, uh, I got to the point where it was like, do you want to, uh, like, it asked me what I want to unlock, and there was street racing, so I was like, fuck it, I'm doing street racing, because street racing is always fun. And so I went and unlocked the street race circuit, um, and then it was like, it, at, at another point, it was like, do you want to, what do you want to unlock next? And I was like, you know what, we'll go do the Baja, because Baja is ridiculous. Um, it's, I don't know if you know, the Baja is a legitimate race, it's across the deserts of Mexico. It takes like 17 fucking days or something like that to do, or something like that. Oh. Yeah. Um, but so, when you do get to, to that mission, the third one, it's called Coast to Coast, you get given the fastest fucking car that you'll have had at that point in the game. Um, I, I was almost at 300 miles an hour for most of it. Um, and the guy literally at the very beginning just goes, yeah, we're just going to get on the highway, so you can just fucking go. Um, but that particular mission has a, a side objecti- objective that you have to do, where you have to get um, traffic telemetry, so you need to get at least eight near misses, where like you just have to drive close to another car as you're passing them. Yeah. Um, because their servers are kind of fucked at the moment, it didn't work for me, like, four different times. I had to keep um, reloading the game, basically, until it loaded me offline. Because just changing to offline wouldn't do it. I had to set myself to off- offline and then restart the game. And eventually it came up and there were other cars on the road. But for whatever reason, like, because because the game defaults to online and because their servers are a little fucked, at, it, it's launched. Like, it happens. Like, it's not, it's not like they did something ag- egregious. Um, but you literally can't complete the, the mission until there are other cars on the road. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it's still a very cool mission just because it's one of those... It is a race because you, you, you do have a time limit, and you have to get these eight, um, at least eight near misses. And 
it goes up. Like, I think it goes from 8 to, like, 20, and 20 is 2 stars. Yeah. But the car you get is just so fucking fast. Um, And it's just, a, it's like a 90% straight shot. Like, there's a few very gentle curves and, like, zigzags. But, like, you never have to slow down. You never have to, like, take a hard turn or anything like that. So you just get this car up to, like, 300 miles an hour, and it feels like you're going 300 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. It was such a cool fucking, like, thing. Um, sp- speaking of just, like, fast, like, have you gotten any, like, cool cars? Uh, not, not quite. Uh, I'm not getting very lucky with my, um, my spins. Um, I, um, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I think I've only gotten, like, two cars from the spins for the most part. I generally get just credits. I haven't gone, I've gone through the shop, but, uh, I haven't really bought anything for it yet. Um... I, I, uh, so yeah, and I haven't really gotten anything new, uh, just basically what they've given me, um, which is, like, the, the starter Corvette or Porsche or whatever it was, and, um, I did get, uh, uh, once, I gotta, I gotta look it up real quick, um, uh, cause I can't remember the year or anything. One well, second. while you're looking it up, I got a, I've, I got a couple, uh, I got a couple pools that were, they're, they're kind of shitty, they're all, like, C and D cars. Um, I did just get an A that's like a 1953, like Ford something. That's just, it's, it's cool because it's like an old ass car. Um, but I got a, oh, what's it called? Like a reward. Um, one of the times I restarted the game and I went back into the menu, I had like a message of like, Hey, here's like a reward for playing. Um, and they gave me a, uh, like a, a 2020 McLaren that was like an S plus rank. So it is now the fastest car I have. Um, and it is incredibly fast, but it's garbage on anything but street. Like I found, um, at one point I was doing something and I found you. It was actually before I went to, to do that mission for the, um, the Volkswagen. Yeah. I happened to run into you. So I challenged your drive, drive avatar to a race mm-hmm. and I was just destroying you because this car was so fast. Um, and then all of a sudden it was like, make a left turn here onto this dirt road. And I get onto the dirt road, and the car just fucking spins. <laughs> yeah, I, I I haven't challenged any drive avatars, but I've got I've got a bunch of friends on Xbox Live. Uh, most that I know or remember. It's been so long since I played an Xbox game that like there there are a handful that I do remember who they are, but a bunch of that are like that I've played games in the past and we were cool back then. But then there's a bunch, and I'm just like I don't know who these people are anymore. Um, and I did see you quite a few times. I haven't challenged anyone. Uh, but the the car I got. And we'll see if this, if you recognize this, any of this. 1999 Nissan Skyline. Oh, it's Paul Walker's car from Fast yes. and Furious. Yes, I got Paul Walker's Nissan Skyline. Nice. Um, I was so happy. I think even on stream, I was just like, I got Paul Walker's car. This is great. Uh, as wait, far wait. as I can remember, it was a 99. It might have been a 94, but I think it was, I was a 99 say, I, Nissan I Skyline. I think his was like a 94. I, I just looked it up and it said that his was a 99. Um, but it might have been a 94. Either way, it, I believe it was supposed to be Paul Walker's car. I believe it was supposed to be Brian's car. Um, he has, I looked it up, and according to Screen Rant, every car he's ever driven was a 94 Toyota Supra, a 99 Skyline, a 2009 Subaru Impreza. Um, that's just on the, Oh, like, okay. Uh, 2010 Charger, 2012 Impreza. But, like, yeah, he's most famous for his 99 Skyline. Yeah, because, I mean, because th- at the beginning of Fast and Furious 2, that's his car that he's driving. Yeah. And it's, I know that one was a Skyline. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I haven't I would... gotten any anything cool like that. Though, I, I do like that you can, um, 
Have you gone in and done like the garage stuff? Also, Drew's here. Hey, Drew. Hey, hi. Hey, Hello. Drew. Uh, I, 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 uh, I did a little bit. Um, I don't know if you saw it. Um, but I have uh, Ultra Instinct Goku on my car. I did not see that. It, it's not on your drivatar. Yeah, so it's one of one of my uh, uh, Corvettes that I have. I have an Ultra Instinct Goku on it. It's the more racing looking one, one of the ones that you get from the base start of the game. Um, but I was just like, oh, this is cool. Because you had said you had Tanjiro. So I was like, I need to see what's on here. And like, I just saw pre-made ones and I grabbed the, 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 the Goku. Yeah, I, um, so Tanjiro and a bunch of other like goofy ones were just my presets. Um, today I was looking at it and I, I realized there was a search button. So I hit search and I search and I found a bunch more and I just went through and favorited all of them. At some point I'm going to go through probably and like apply them. Cause yeah. like, I am just, I'm having, I'm having enough fun with this game that I do actually want to play more of it. So I will probably play more of it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, uh, did you try the Battle Royale mode? I have not done any of the, like, arcade stuff. I, uh, the only one I saw, like, it, it was on the map. It was, it's a Battle Royale. And I'm like, I have to see what this is. I have to try it out. And, uh, you, what it is is they plop, plop you onto a portion of the map and, um, they give you, if you check your map, it, it tells you what direction to drive so that you can get into the circle before it closes in on you. And um, I don't know what happens if you're outside the circle. I don't know how long you have or if you're just dead, like if it's game over, if you're outside the circle or what. what. But you're all given the same starter car. You're all given like uh, this little VW bug and uh, you just, you race. Uh, to, you get to the center of the circle or you get into the circle and then you drive around, you find other racers and you honk and challenge them. And if they accept your challenge, it sets a destination and you, the two of you have to get to, get there. Whoever gets there first wins, the other one's eliminated. Um, if you win and they had a, a different car than you, you can take their car or it'll let you upgrade your car to the next level up. So the VW Bug is a level one. It'll let you upgrade to a level two car, which is a little bit faster and better than the Bug, and so on and so forth. Um, it's silly. I don't know how often I'm gonna try it, but it is silly. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to give it a shot just to see kind of like what it's like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Drew, just to give give you a quick idea. Um, we figured out that Rich likes the actual racing, doesn't care okay. for all of like the goofy story stuff. I think the racing is fucking boring, and I just want to go do the goofy story stuff. <laughs> like, I want to go help the random mechanic lady find her great-grandpa's old um, VW bug in a random cabin on a mountain, and then drive a flatbed truck back to her her garage. Rich just wants to drive in fucking circles. No, I don't want to <laughs> drive in circles, but I want to drive... A fa I'm playing a racing game. I want to race. I want to drive fast cars. I don't want to drive a fucking flatbed truck with a VW bug on it and be forced to jump the truck, which is physically impossible in the real world, and that truck would have just just bottomed out once you hit the ground. Um, there's no way shocks are powerful enough for that truck that it would have been able to keep driving. Yeah, you should definitely, if, if they're on Game Pass for PC, um, once you've kind of like had your fill of this one, you should download 3 and 4 and, and check those out, because they are similar, but also like the settings are, are different, and... yeah. You might just get, you might have fun driving around Australia and, um, and the UK. Yeah. 
and I feel like the UK one may have had motorcycles. I, there, I'm, I'm hoping there's motorcycles. I don't think there are, but there should be motorcycles, because even in the intro, um, they, they had motorcycles racing against you. Um, which, that's another, that's kind of a bone I need to pick. I don't know if I'm just an idiot, or if it's, like, really hard to find it, but I could not find a way to start a new game. And I, I, so I started playing during work just to make sure everything was working because I was being told that, like, things aren't working right. You're going to have to update drivers, this and that, and blah, blah, blah. So, like, I worked all that out to make sure it would all work. And uh, even Eric kept saying that he has kept crashing at a certain point during that intro part portion. So, like, I wanted to make sure that I'd be able to get through that before stream. So I got through it and I'm like, all right, I'm done. But it actually doesn't let you exit out of the game until you're, like, you have your character created and everything. Like, I'm in the middle of work, and I'm trying to watch Batwoman. I just want to get out of here. I can't just... It won't let me just leave. It won't let me, like, exit out here unless I probably all F4 the game or whatever. Um, Which so is like, probably get, what you should have done so that it it's safe. <laughs> yeah, it's probably what I should have done. So I, I get to the point... It, it has me select, like, how to make my character. I just press A and just get it over with. I don't even think about it. Um, and then I go to load up, and I cannot find a way to do start a new game. So I, I think I, on the Xbox there was a new game tab, but um, why did you want to start a new game? Because I wanted to show the stream how the game opens. Oh, uh, okay. No, Plus, that's... like, I, I didn't pay any focus to that intro because I was just loading it up to make sure it worked. Yeah, so and you like, probably have to delete your save if there's not just a new game button on PC. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Which which means I have to like go into the system files and delete my save. Yeah, it's super easy. Yeah, but I, I'm I mean at this point I'm four hours in. I'm not going to bother doing that. It's not that big a deal. Like I said, I don't really care about the story stuff with this. It's it's a racing game. Uh, I, I before you jumped in, I had said that the best the best racing game ever is 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 Burnout Paradise. And honestly, that's that's what I look for in a racing game, especially one like that. Well, not in a racing game, but in a street racing game, similar to Burnout. Like, if, if we're talking Gran Turismo, I'm looking for Gran Turismo or Forza Motorsports. But when it comes to a street racing game, I'm looking for Burnout Paradise and not a story. And so I didn't I don't really care to, like, relearn what they talked about at the beginning that I missed or whatever. I mean, the, the beginning wasn't necessarily story as much as just, like, getting you... It Literally, the beginning of these games is always, here's you jumping into the the different vehicles you're generally going... The different types of vehicles you're generally going to drive in the game. Yeah. So that you can get an idea of, like, here's what it's going to feel like when you're driving, like, a fast car on a street. And here's, like, an SUV off-roading and shit like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. And they, they all do similar, like, intros to that. And yeah. they're always very fun intros. Yeah, it was a really, like, I like how at the beginning of it, they, they drop you onto, like, a volcano or whatever, and I was just like, that's really cool. That's now, stupid, but that's really cool. Drew, did, you didn't get a chance to play, I take it, because you had other shit going on, going on after work? Yeah, no, I didn't get a chance to boot it up. I'm, I'm curious how, what, what you'll think of it, um, next week, I guess, if, if you have a chance to. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoy Burnout Paradise, so, like, if it's anything like that. I'll at least enjoy driving around in that game. Yeah, if you enjoy Burnout Paradise, you'll definitely enjoy this, minus there's no, like, crash simulator, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, I the, the only other thing I also couldn't figure out is how to set up manual transmission. It's in the settings. Is it? I, yeah. I, I look... Is it in, like, the control settings, or is it in the... 
Uh, it's either in control or gameplay. I forget exactly where, but because you can turn on manual transmission and you can turn on, um, you can change, uh, how damage to the car happens. So you can okay. either, you can have it be cosmetic, which is the default. Uh, you can have it be simulation where, um, your tire, your tires wear down and damage to your car actually inf- affects the performance. Or you can have it turned off entirely so that your car just always looks brand new no matter how much shit you put it through. Yeah. Um, I'll, but, I'll have to tweak with the settings a little bit more. Yeah, Depending on uh, if we get done here early enough or not, I might jump on for a little bit for a short surprise stream to play for like an hour. Yeah, it's a fun game and at least it's one of those games where you can totally jump in for like just an hour just to kind of like drive around, maybe do a race or like a different event and yeah, just explore the map, find straightaways to yeah. see just how fast you can make your cars. Um, yeah, my my current goal is to just unlock everything on the map. I don't care to do everything right away. I just want to unlock everything and then go from there. Yeah, and there real there is a ton to unlock as the as you do more events, you get the ability to unlock more things. Yeah. Um. Plus, there's just the whole like car upgrade system mm-hmm. where I I so far I've only just gone in and done the um the auto upgrades because I don't know enough about cars to mm-hmm. go in there and do like. The manual, like, okay, well, I wanna, I wanna make the engine better, but I wanna do this to the tire. Like, fuck that. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna go in and, and let the game tell me what the best way to make my car go faster is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cause have, they all, uh, ha- have you had the game, uh, tell you that you're above average yet? Uh, I don't know. So, uh, the game told me, uh, it was like, you're winning too easily. Do you want to increase the difficulty and you'll get 20, 20% more experience? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Forza games was, always do that. I was like, I was like, sure. And I was like, great. You're now above average. I'm like, yes, I'm above average. Yeah. So they basically, it's basically, um, instead of having an auto scaling AI, it gives you the ability to sort of like, yeah, tweak the AI as you're playing. Um, I haven't done enough actual races, I think, to have had that happen. I've only done two race races. Mm-hmm. Like where like there were other cars that I was going against. Uh, no, three. Because I, I I did very bad in the first one because I was I I just did not have the hang of like cornering at all, even a little bit. And then the other two I podiumed. Yeah, let me tell you, there's some cars that have zero grip in that game. Oh yeah, and it's just and it's, trying to it's figure rough. trying to figure out like as somebody who do like I I don't really know much about racing. I don't like driving my car to begin with, let alone like driving it for like a race. So I don't really know like the, how, how, how should I break to take a hard turn without also just losing all forward momentum and just getting passed by everybody. Um, but also like I tend to just turn too hard and just spin out and get overtaken anyway. <laughs> so I, I will give you a, a couple little hints. I'm sure you, first hint, and I'm sure you've noticed it. But you do know that it tells you how hard or how much you need to break uh, if you're following the HUD, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I so I get that. My problem is, like, that comes up, and I'm like, oh, it's red, let me start slowing down. And I'm going so fast that when I start to break, the car just starts to spin out. Um, well, the, 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 the next tip is don't hit the brake, feather the brake. Okay, so I was trying that. I feel like I'm not... The brakes, at least in the fast cars, seem very... Touchy's the wrong word. It's like, if you don't pull the trigger in all the way, it doesn't seem to do anything. 
If you're pulling the trigger in all the way, that's why you're spinning it. So if I'm if I'm just tapping the trigger, my brake lights aren't even going on. I'm not slowing down at all. Like I slow down more by just letting off the accelerator entirely. Well, I mean, you should be doing that too. You should be letting off the accelerator um, to brake. But uh, I mean, I feather. I don't click all the way in. Like you have to click it in quite a bit, but not all the way. Do not put it all the way in. That's gonna that's gonna lock up your brakes. But also, um, and I found this out just randomly. A is your e-brake. Oh yeah, no, I knew so, that. So I, I didn't know that. Um, and yeah, even even when you're trying to accelerate or trying to just come out of a brake, don't don't floor the pedal. You got to feather the pedal as well. Oh yeah, and like I've gotten much better. Like I can take turn, and except when they're the super hard turns where like you're basically coming back the other direction, I've gotten much better to the point where like I generally stay on the road the whole time. I may be slowing down a little bit more than I need to, but it's easier to do that and just gain the speed back up than to just completely miss it, skid into the dirt, have no traction, and have to try and, like, get get shit back together. Because, like, as soon as you start to spin out, if you're going fast enough, like, it's done. Because I've just been trying to get better at, like, hit, like, drifting into things, and mm-hmm. these cars, like you said, like, they have such little grip that sometimes, like, if you just do it slightly faster than you mean to... You just completely spin out, and there's mm-hmm. no stopping it. You just have to wait till you come to a yeah. complete stop. <laughs> yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's. I. It, it. It comes second nature to me, but I've been a racing game fan for forever. I've always played racing games. I've always enjoyed them. Um. So I'm sure someone who doesn't actually find interest in racing games, it, it is. It is a little bit of a a pain. So I get. Yeah. It. Yeah, and it's like I pl- like I played like arcade racing games back in the day, and like Mario Kart, and. Like, I played Burnout, but I always played, like, Crash Mode Burnout, where, like, you weren't racing, you were just driving really fast and then trying to cause as much destruction as possible. And I've only ever really dipped in and out of the Forza games, because, like, or the Forza Horizon games, because they are very pretty and they're fun to at least, like, check out. But I never, like, played them enough to really get into the racing aspect of them. Yeah. But, like, I'm trying to get better at it just to kind of get more into this one, because it is really cool and I, I, I am enjoying it. That's, I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. It is a really fun game. And I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it, especially since your newfound uh, enjoyment of racing. I mean, I've been watching racing a long time. I went a little gap there not watching any NASCAR. I watched a ton of NASCAR growing up. Nerd. You're not wrong. Um, But hey, I mean, it, it, in Forza, there are a bunch of cars that have names similar to the cars I remember from Drive to Survive. Just throwing oh. that out there. <laughs> I've seen Ferrari. I've seen McLaren. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I've seen a McLaren. So. I Well, just before you got on, I have, a, the, like, the, the game gifted me a McLaren. It's oh, the fastest car I have. It's like an S-plus rank. Um, it, it very quickly gets up over 200 miles an hour. It's it's very fun. Um, it has absolute shit um, control if you're on anything but the nicest uh, blacktop. <laughs> like, I was I was telling Rich, so, in the Forza games, if, if you've never played them... Um, there's other cars on the road, and they're usually, like, drivatars for other players if you're not online. I saw Rich while I was driving to- towards something, so I challenged his drivatar to a race. And it was going really great because he was just in, like, the base car, and I was in the super fast one, so I was just destroying him. And then the game's just like, turn left here, and it's onto a dirt road. And, like, I turned on a dirt road, and the car just basically started spinning in a circle. Like, it had no traction. <laughs> it, I, I couldn't go over, like, 20 miles an hour. All you hear is the ending engine going... Rrr! as it's trying to like figure out what to do as soon as i got back on the blacktop it was just like it, it was like sliding across ice <laughs> but uh do you guys want to talk about uh the book club 
Yeah, let's get into it. Sure. Um, so this week, uh, I, I reminded people, and and we uh, we had mentioned it a few times. It was two movies based on the same script. Uh, one was a Korean film known as uh, uh, called Alive or Hashtag Alive. It was on Netflix, and the other one was a um, an um, an American film, I believe, uh, known as Alone, and that was on Amazon uh, Prime Video that we watched them on. Um, and those were, honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there right now. This is my first time watching both of them. And even though they were based on the same script, two different movies thematically. Yeah, definitely. Which, like, it was a little bit more of a shock to me that, like, like, Hashtag Alive was adapted more as a horror film. And Alone was more of a love story. And, and like, it it was, that, that to me, I was just like, like, they had all the same, like, Pretty much a lot of the situations were all the same between the two, but they just, they delivered them in two separate, different directions with, uh, with two different endings to them as well. It was nice and refreshing. Um, I personally prefer hashtag alive more than alone. Yeah, no, out of the two, I liked alive better also. Um, cause alone basically felt like that it was the same story, but they made it more American by kind of forcing a, just a weird love story into it. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, uh, the the character... It's it's literally got the same characters, basically. Um, Like, they're different... They have different personalities, but the, the whole... Both movies are a guy alone in an apartment. He finds a, a woman that lives in, like, the building across, like, the, um, the courtyard from him. And then there's an older gentleman who ends up being malicious. And it's yeah. just... In in the Korean one, it was just they they formed a bond, but it wasn't a romantic bond. Yeah, yeah. It 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 became a story of survival and a story of how do these two people get to each other to to increase their odds to survive and to continue to be a to to live. Yeah, and it was like they were both capable in slightly different ways. Like the girl in Alive was definitely more capable than the guy, mm-hmm. but it. In um in alone, they basically turned it into like a hero complex thing. Like literally, the as soon as he sees there's a girl, he's like, "Oh, I need to help her." Like she yeah, probably doesn't yeah. have what she needs, and it's like, "Yeah, eh, you and, don't know that." And but- the, th- that's the problem is like she didn't have what she needed. Like they 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 fell into that hole of like the the damsel in distress. Like you see it a lot in American media. Like she needed help a hundred percent, and I I thought that was kind of that was lame. Now, Drew, since you only actually watched Alive, what did uh-huh. you think of Alive? I thought it was incredibly tropey and boring. It sounds like Alone is even worse when it comes to. Well, what do you What do you mean tropey and boring? Like, expand on that. It felt like every zombie or piece of media in the last thirty years. And my biggest complaint is the fact that it's one character. Basically, you know he's not going to die. There is no tension. I mean, you don't you don't know that though. Like you fucking so do though. Yeah, they, like they they do a good job at jump scaring you into thinking he might die, but you know he's not. Like there's definitely a better chance like watching that that the girl dies, but especially because she is more like she seems to have her shit together more than he does, so it's like him surviving and her not surviving seems more likely in the long run. Yeah, like I could I, I thought she might have died when they got to the weird guy's house and she got 
stuck in the room with the zombie wife, but that was maybe the one time it felt like either of those two characters really got close to die. Yeah, I think if you would have watched Alone, uh, you probably would have actually come out of it liking Alive more and, like, kind of forgiving, because it, it did have a lot of, like, the tropes you're used to in, like, zombie movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I feel like you would have probably come out of it been like, oh, Alive actually wasn't bad, because that's kind of, like, where I'm at after watching Alone. It's like, <laughs> Alone hit, and Rich, I don't know if you'll agree with it, but Alone seemed to hit, like, all of the problems with zombie movies, like, and also all of the problems with just most American movies in general. Whereas, like, Alive seemed to, while it had the tropes, it seemed to at least try to work around them and make it less about the zombies and more about, like, them just trying to survive and sort of the the mental struggle. Yeah. I, I, yeah, like, and that's, that's like, I, I'm a zombie movie fan, you guys know this, so, like, when you complain about the tropes, I'm like, well, I mean, that's... I don't. I don't complain about the tropes. I don't. Sure. I didn't see. I didn't see either of these movies as too overly tropey. It, honestly, when it came to the zombies alone, it was a lot more interesting zombie-wise huh. because. Um, and as I can't remember if they tackled this in Alive, but in Alone, they weren't fully dead. They were more similar to like Twenty Eight Days Later zombies, where like they were they were infected with a disease, they were rage filled. It spray spreads with blood. Spreads with blood, but in Alone, they just didn't have control of their bodies, but their minds stayed the same. So, and Cobb, you, you probably notice this, like, a, lo- a lot of them were asking for help. Kill me. Why? 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 Like, they they repeat the same, like, cycle of words, because they don't want to be doing what they're doing. Yeah, it seemed to depend on how far along they were, because the ones that were just, like, out on the street, and that were, like, actually, like, the rage ones were definitely much more like like killed kill death destroy but like the ones that were either injured or restrained or just not all the way there those were the ones that always seemed to be like kill me like help me like I don't want to I, I don't want to live <laughs> I think that was supposed to play more into the psyche of men in a way of well these people they're more rage filled and kill everything zombies because that's the kind of person they were in real life they didn't care. Sorry, real quick. This was in Alone. You're talking. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this is in Alone. So it's like some of the zombies that like would were trying to just hunt and kill were the people in real life who just or, or before being turned. Okay. Were bad people, or not necessarily bad people, but like people that like didn't have that had a of, mean streak or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and and so they were like, I, I survival. That was what they wanted, and so okay. they wanted to eat. That's so that's that's what I that's what I took from like some of the zombies not wanting to die, but for the most part, anytime they were out with the zombies in alone, you heard a lot of the zombies, not just the ones that were injured or barely moving, saying something like "Help me, help me, uh, kill me, I want like die, death, stuff like that," which was okay. really yeah. really cool. There's a different n- take on zombies. Yeah, and there is none of that in a lo- or in alive. Like, so. They're so to get... just rage zombies, and, and their whole thing is like given as a one-off in the news broadcast. Yeah, and so to give you, and I, some of that may have also just been like the language barrier, but to give you like an example of, of like the difference in some of the zombies in in Alive, um, when they were sending stuff back and forth, there was mm-hmm. that that zombie that 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 found the rope on the ground, 
and then just started cl- slowly climbing that thin like wire rope. Yeah. Um, and it was just kind of menacing and suspenseful as it was just slowly climbing up the thing. Um, the other in in alone, it was like a zombie in a business suit doing parkour. Like the fucking thing was just running up the building basically, and yeah. it was it was more exciting because it was happening so fast, and it was it was the Again, like, the woman in Alone was just less useful than the one in, like, everything kind of came down to the guy in the American one, which just sucked, because I had already watched a live where, like, the girl was more, was more prone to being useful than, than the guy was. Like, she had her shit together, and he was just kind of, like, always in a panic. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It, it, it turned, Alone turned way too far into a, uh, codependent relationship way too fast. And, like, they, they do I, make a joke about that, like, at one point yeah. near the end, but, like, yeah. Like, I, I think in Alive, it was about 45 minutes in before he meets the girl. I can't remember. But Alone was a half hour in, and then the next 45 minutes was them building a relationship. Yeah, and, like, like all, all the stuff kind of played out similarly, except from the opposite side. So, in... In Alive, it was the girl that actually had supplies and had a plan for getting shit over to, yeah. to him. In this one, it was the guy who, like, runs around his apartment and, like, figures stuff out and... Yeah, yeah. And all that. And, and it was, it was like, even them, uh, the, the two, the difference between the two characters and why they didn't hang themselves. Like, in both movies, they were going to hang themselves. They had lost all hope. And in Alive, it was the girl, she sees him and makes him know that she's there and he's like oh my god whereas in alone he's hanging there and sees this girl out the window and is like i have to save her now this is not about i have to save this random person i've never met before who's very pretty um and she most likely has to be saved because american media has to have a damsel in distress yeah and it was so he, yeah it, it was it was awkward it was totally awkward um, and it, it definitely ran into the to this thing where in the in in alive um there wasn't really any like sexual tension between the two um in fact like the girl is definitely much more like don't touch me like when like the guy like hugs her because he's just super excited that there's like a person at the end there um mm-hmm. whereas in in alone um she's just immediately codependent on him. Yeah. Um, like, she literally yells at him for going, like, radio silent for a few minutes. Um, yeah. And there was something else that happened. Oh, so the, the actual hanging scene. So, in, in in Alive, the guy actually hangs himself. Um yeah. And then the girl shines the laser pointer and gets his attention, and he basically, like, panics and, like, manages to just struggle enough that the thing actually falls down. In In Alone, he doesn't actually even get that far. Um, he is standing on the chair with a thing around his neck and happens to see the girl. And then it's a very comedic, uh, as comedic as something like that can be, where he leans over, sees the girl, loses his balance, falls, hangs for like two seconds. And then the whole thing comes undone because he did, it, it, what he tied himself to wasn't even strong enough to hold him or the knot wasn't good enough. Yeah. And like, he didn't even actually interact with the girl at that point. He had just seen her across the, the alleyway. Yeah. Whereas in Alive, it's like, okay, how long has she known he was there at that point? That like she was obviously watching, and like mm-hmm. she chose that moment to like. I mean, she she 
I honestly, I probably would have done the same if I were stuck in a situation like that and saw someone across the way. Like first and foremost is me. Am I fed? Am I am I good? And I like it's not gonna be until I see that that person is in mental distress that I'm gonna be like, hey, you're not alone here. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like I agree with you there. It was just more of a. Like, she had obviously been watching, because that is, there is yeah. no way she just happened to watch at yeah. that second that he started to hang himself. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and, like, the, the dynamics were just way different, and definitely better done in a life. And it's just, I, I thought it was so dumb how they only did the um the passing of, of stuff once, and then he risks his life to climb down to throw the walkie-talkie up there and then climb back up instead of just sending it across on another line. Like, it, it, it didn't make sense why he had to do that. Yeah, I, I, it, it was just a reason. It, it both added a little bit of excitement and suspense to it and showed him being, like, the hero. And, like, don't get me wrong. Like, the guy was likable for, for the most part. But yeah. there was even a, like, I forget how many days in it it, it was by the time they met. But like it was, you know, several like couple weeks in, he had like I a, like it was a like, forty six days. Okay, was it that long? Um, in, so like in alone at least, yeah. So like his hair was was overgrown. He had like a big beard, and as soon as he sees the girl and realizes he, he has like this like scruffy beard, he goes and because they have no power or water, he's trying to just like cut it with like a knife, basically. Mm-hmm. And then like literally that night, it like rains, so there's like this like t- three minute scene of him standing on his balcony, um, showering. Yeah. Like on in the rain and then shaving, and it's like really like yeah, like that's that's the most important thing right now is to like I I get the shower I a hundred percent am down for you know what it's raining get a shower but like shaving your beard is not that important right no you, you, yeah you, you didn't have to focus on that and he did for at least like the first thing he did was actually to put pots and pans out yeah. to get more water so like yeah, he he <laughs> he put stuff out to gather more water and everything. Um, it's just, yeah, it, the, the, I, I felt Alive was a lot better than Alone. Um, but, like, some of the, the concepts, especially for the zombies in Alone, were very, very different and a little bit more nuanced. Um, that, like, that intrigued me. Um, like, when they turn in, in Alone, it wasn't, like, that shocking, like, transformation that you see in Alive with, when his neighbor turned. It was, like, a gradual loss of, bodily functions and, and him going like don't don't let this happen don't let this happen i believe is what he was saying or like don't uh let me stay let me stay or i'm not sick or something like that as he knew he was getting sick and losing control he also knew to leave the apartment before yeah. he lost full control which was like a very different concept when it, at least between the two yeah and i i will say i feel like if you so I think Alive was the better of the two movies, but like Drew said, it was very tropey as far as the zombie stuff went. Like, it was very easy to just guess what was going to happen if you've ever seen anything zombie before. And I think I said it in the group chat um last week when I watched Alive, or earlier this week. I don't even remember how long ago it was. I realized while watching Alive, I don't like zombie movies. Like, I just, I, I've gotten to the point where, like, I don't really like zombie media. Um, I don't hate it, like, I have no problem watching it, it's just, like, I get nothing from it anymore. Like, I think The Walking Dead just ran that shit into the ground so much that I just find that whole zombie idea just boring at this point. 
Yeah. Um, but everything they did around around the zombies, I think, was just more interesting and better done with like the characters in Alive. Whereas I think Alone actually had the more interesting zombies because, like you said, Rich, it's almost like they're they're aware of what's going on and they just can't control it. Yeah. Um, but they're also that more rage zombie, so they're not just the like slowly walking to the point where like they just all build up in front of something until that something falls down. And like we see in Alive that they do have at least enough intelligence to climb and do that sort of thing still, but they're mm-hmm. still not. They're not like the rage zombies in 28 Days Later, like they are or in Alone in this case. So I think if yeah. you if you were to somehow put these two movies together, I think you'd actually have a really interesting zombie movie. Yeah. It, and it's one thing that, like, I didn't like that they did, but they kind of explained it throughout. It was, like, the, the zombies, again, they, they're habit-forming the longer they go, especially without food. Um, and the, the biggest uh, problem with the girl in Alone was that the zombies were scratching at her wall, which, like, doesn't make sense at all why they were scratching at her wall. If she's being silent like she says she's being and she's not making noise, there's no reason why they ever would have attacked her wall or tried to go through. But it was just, they were like, we need to, we need to make an issue for her to have to be saved. And it's like, alright, well, maybe don't make weak women. No, exactly, like, yeah. They they ruined that character from mm-hmm. the Korean version of it. Yeah. Um, and then well, I, I mean, uh, correction: the Korean version made that character better because this is based on the script. The Korean version alive is based on the script alone, which is also based on the script alone, which I believe was an American written script. So they adapted that character better in the Korean version than they probably did in the American version. So and I, so I I looked a little bit into it. So the the guy who wrote it wrote bo- both versions or like like he yeah. co-developed alive with the korean director mm-hmm. so like the same person was involved in both it just seems like the filmmakers just kind of also went in different directions with both of them but kept yeah. the the core theme of it the same yeah um I, so the only character we haven't really talked about though is like the old man that shows up at the end mm-hmm. that's basically the antagonist yeah. um even if i ha- and i fully believe this if i hadn't seen alive already I still think I would have immediately assumed Donald Sutherland was evil because he just seemed like there was something off with him. Yeah, he was. He was really good. He was really good in this movie. He's always good. He yeah, I really like Do- Donald movie. Sutherland. Um, but yeah, I I immediately would have known like, oh, he's he's bad. He's a bad guy. And like th- throughout portions of the movie, I thought they were gonna like change it up, and so I was like, oh, maybe Donald Sutherland is going to be like, a different kind of a character, but then after they get an hour and ten minutes into it without introducing him, it was like, oh no, he's he's the old man. He's the old man trying to save his wife. Um, Yeah, and I feel like the old man in Alive, even if it, so, just based on body language alone, just seemed more innocent. Yeah. Like, I, I honestly did not expect that to go in the direction it did, until the moment where the girl asked about him, about having children yeah um and then that happened and i'm like oh this is gonna get dark now but and 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 alone it's just like oh no like even if i hadn't already suspected it because of alive like there is something off with the way donald sutherland is acting um he is going to do something shady as shit at some point um and i i think it it also it hurt it by not having both of them the way they did in alive like the girl and like frankly like that girl in in alive 
fucking just jumping off of her balcony with the fucking rope and running down the side of the building and then they're like running across and getting up like that was fucking awesome yeah she was she was badass that was a great character and the guy's just like who the fuck is she (laughs) yeah and and honestly the the guy in like in in alive like the, the the male lead was was a good character i i liked how he was he, he, he was like a different he was likable and he was a different kind of lead you don't often see the lead of someone who like is scared and doesn't know what to do whereas in alone it's like this lead he he's 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 scared but it seems like he's more capable yeah and and so it it does make for a weaker movie when you have that lead who's more capable walking around with i think he had a baseball bat most of the movie whereas in alive he has a fucking golf club which Golf club ain't doing much in a zombie apocalypse. I don't know, no, that man. thing would have that thing would have broke the first time he hit a zombie. Exactly, exactly. Golf clubs are not I, fucking sturdy instruments. No, no, like I can I can go to the golf course with a, a, a an iron, hit a tree, and wrap that iron around the tree. It'll still be intact and wrapped around a tree. Like it, it's so flexible and bendy, it's not gonna do anything. I've seen. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. Casey Jones fucking sends, uh, what's his face, like 10 feet in the air with a nine iron. Uh, does the nine iron break afterwards? No. He literally. It's not realistic. He, it, it's, <laughs> he, he literally, he, he, like, he hits the guy in the stomach with the back of, of the golf club, like the, like the handle of it, and he, he doubles over. Then he gets up, goes four, swings, hits the guy in the face with it, sends him 10 feet in the air, crashing into a bunch of boxes, and then he kind of, like, lets the golf club slide down into his he- hand, kisses the the actual, like, head ball part of the golf club, and says, I'll never call golf a dull game again. Yeah, that's... You're... you're look, it's just... A golf club ain't gonna do that. Not in... Not in... Not in real life. Not in real life. Well, these movies aren't real life either, so that golf club that I mean, he was using is totally fine. He has seen Ninja a- Turtles also. They're more of a simulation than real life, <laughs> uh, than, than, than turtles. Um, which, speaking of that, reminds me of something I want to talk about real quick with Batwoman. We'll get to that after book club. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I enjoyed both of these. I, I had a good time watching them. Uh, I liked comparing the two. Um, and, and yeah, that, 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 the final old man was such a menacing character that I, 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 I liked him. I, I liked him more. In alone than I did in alive, but I I think as a villain and just knowing he was the villain, yes. But I think as a character, I liked. Mm. Oh, wait, no, you said you liked him better in alive, didn't you? No, I liked him better in alone than in alive. Okay, I'm sorry. I preferred him in alive because it was more unexpected. Like that guy did not seem like he was going to turn on them and do mm. what he did. Whereas yeah. like Donald Sutherland just has that air about him in this movie like even though he was trying to be nice he was coming off like the wrong kind of nice i i think uh my the reason like and it's more of like i sympathize more with donald sullivan's character than i do with the old man in alive because the difference in the kind of zombies like in in alive they were undead they were walking dead zombies in this one i think they said they were dead but they weren't dead i can't remember in alone like but like they still had their personality within them and it's like that that is a legitimate there could be a cure i'm not saying i would ever kidnap people and feed them to my zombified uh, uh partner but 
I I sympathize more, which is why I like the character a little bit more in Alone than I do in Alive, just because of how they the, the direction they went with the zombies. Which that's... yeah, Cause, well, because like that was a complaint I had about Alive. It's like, well, what the fuck is the guy gonna do with the zombie wife? Like the fuck. <laughs> You have and, all this and, food and the zombie wife. Like, she's fucking dead. What are you doing? And, and that's that's where you get into, like, this is where I can see, like, that trope is getting getting overdone. Because that is in every fucking zombie film. If there is an antagonist, they're an antagonist because they have a turned spouse, child, whatever. Yeah. That that they want to keep alive um, and uh, until there's a cure or whatever. Like... That, like, that is, that, that is the, the one trope that I hate. One of the reasons why I love Train to Busan, because there was none of that in that movie. It was all, just, all of them on a fucking train dealing with the zombies. And it was, that's a really good movie. Uh, but this, like, when it comes to them, sur- like, a survival story over a period of time, you always see at least one person's like, I need to save my little girl who's already dead, type of stuff. I, and, yeah, unfortunately that is, like, such a super common trope um just to to sort of wrap it up um i i i also think alive had the better ending because it had an actual ending yeah yeah uh like i i would have been fine with like with any outcome from that ending like if if like the helicopter didn't come out or whatever like i would have been fine if they died at the very end yeah because that's an ending but in alone it's just oh they got away from the old man done yeah, it ends with them embracing while sitting in front of the refrigerator that they blocked the door with, like in yeah. his, in his in his uh apartment, um, basically going like, "We'll we'll get through this." It's like cool, yeah. but how? Because cause at least well, they, they, it, they, it, they, they, were, they were setting up for a loner. <laughs> a loner. <laughs> so in alive, you at least had like they even showed at the end how that that helicopter knew to come because the yeah. dude posted on social media before everything went down like he literally posted mm-hmm. like the sign of him like i'm here i'm alive like here's where i'm at <laughs> no the helicopter had flew by um the, it knew it came back because i believe they fired a gun oh Not, no, no they heard well it. the but helicopters no, were like, looking for survivors because right. of social media they said it at, at, at the end well that those posts were going up as they were being rescued because they said they started to turn the grid back on and the wi-fi back on so that post, his post of alive, was not posted until after he was rescued. Oh, I miss, I misunderstood that. I thought they were literally saying that they they were finding yeah. people based on social media posts. They, they were after, like at that point, like all of the posts started to go back online. So like he had posted well, it and tried to post it weeks prior, but it just didn't go through until then. But I, I, we don't know that his post didn't get seen. Before the helicopters came, yeah, we don't we don't know like, like the way I Tom's took it. Point is still valid that it, like yeah. he made that post. It, it might not have been seen until like that day, even though he had posted it on like what like day twelve or whatever. Now it's a mm-hmm. month later, but like he still had made that post. Yeah, because um, it yeah, wasn't just... like he made that post that day at any point. No, he made, yeah, he made it weeks prior and tried to post it, and I guess it didn't go through, or it did go through, but the internet wasn't taken in or something. I don't know how the internet works in Korea, um, but it just, it, like, at, at, at the time of their rescue was when the posts started to become live and active, and, like, they were rolling out 
resetting the grid and turning everything back on so they could find people who were still living, is the way I took it. So, yet not necessarily was it that, like, after he was rescued as Post went, but not, like, it's it's a little ambiguous at that. So, like, we both could be right there. Yeah, no, for sure. But also, just real quick, like, some of that is part of the tropes in that fucking thing. Like, why did his internet stop working when he still clearly had television service? Why did the cell phone service... Why did the cell phone service only work away from the building all of a sudden? They were turning it on. Like, they had shut down the cell grid. No, no, like, at the very beginning? Well, they didn't didn't shut it down at the very beginning, but it got, like, it it went, it must have gone down after, because he didn't try, like, sending a signal until after, uh, a few days after, like, a week or two after. And so, uh, initially, the circuits were overloaded with people trying to make calls. Right, that makes sense. So, no outbound or inbound phone calls were able to happen, Uh but then probably with no one going and maintaining any of the towers or any of any of like the any any of the cell phone stuff the 5g towers that cause coronavirus or whatever um with no one maintaining those maybe they like went down and he needed to get a higher altitude to get a better signal um he's like that's not how that works (laughs) when we had flip phones we would have less i would have less signal sitting in my captain's chair in my living room but if I lifted my arm, I would have perfect signal. It works. Literally, it works. I mean, that's maybe how it worked 20 years ago. Dude, I, like, I go to client places where I have no signal in one room. The next the room next door, I suddenly have full bars. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, there's definitely interference for in the building, outside the building, and within the walls and whatnot. But, like, the the, the fact that they were making it a point that, like... Oh well, he flew his drone up thirty feet or whatever, and now it had a little bit of like. I mean, that's not how that works. I mean, look, it <laughs> like, is goofy, not. but also like there is something to be said about getting away from all of the the potential interference because you figure like cell towers are high, they're blanketing blanketing an area. The dev- a device that is above all of the other devices that are potentially trying to connect would get you a signal first, theoretically. So I I can I can plug in my wireless headphones into my computer, start listening to something, and walk into the kitchen and be fine, be 15, 20, 30 feet away at, by the by the sliding glass door from the front of my house to the back of my house. I don't know how far it is. Be fine. I step outside my house and I lose signal entirely on, right. on that yes, headset because that's I mean like not arguing some of it that the logic of Oh, hey, he got outside and has signal. But, like, some of it's just, like, real dumb. Like, it made no sense. And then, like, it made sense that, like, they when, once they bombed part of the city to wipe out a bunch of the zombies or whatever, that then all the power went out. Cool. All right. I can follow that. But, like, why did the water go out when the water went out? No, but he no still had power and still had television. Y'all act like those things are not like one person being out. Oh, it all breaks. Like that's not how that works. That's not I, how I, modern technology works. But like, if I if if the entire water system is not being maintained for two weeks, it's gonna it's something's it's gonna shut down after a while. Yeah, because like, also the, keep it. But, but also the you, we don't know the electrical grid system. It could have been a coal power plant. It could have been. Solar power, like, it, uh, how how is the power processed? Well, 
he still had power for until the city got bombed. Like he had power for twenty, like for three weeks or whatever. But so taking into account two things, odds are like the water supply stuff, um, not modern technology, probably still running on very outdated systems, and also probably relies on electricity. Yeah, but the he had he lost water before he lost power. No, no, I understand that, but like, <laughs> I, like that's what I mean. Like, it, it's all outdated technology. If people aren't there to actually keep up with it, shit's going to stop working. Um, because it so there's a show on Hulu, um, based on a, on a comic called Why the Last Man, where oh. everybody in the world, um, that has a Y chromosome dies. Right. So it, originally it was just men. Um, but then you know. Science, the people realize that, like, there are actually, like, not even trans, trans people, but, like, there are people that, that are female that were born with a Y chromosome. They just display none of the masculine traits. Uh huh. So, like, those people also died. And any animals with a Y chromosome died. So, like, at least half of the population died. And New York City, like, 60 days in, actually collapsed. Like, not just, like, like, the economy collapsed, like, the city collapsed because people, there was, there were not enough people to actually uphold the infrastructure of the city. So, like, just everything fell apart. (laughs) Again, probably not how that would actually work, but sure. I mean, like, with how outdated all of the systems in New York City are, like, probably not, maybe not that quickly, but would actually probably get that bad. Because, like, like, city infrastructure, especially, like, city city, doesn't get updated. Everything's still running the way it did in the 70s. Yeah. Like, sometimes they plug a new computer in, but most of the shit that runs this stuff is so old and archaic, they can't even put it on new systems. They literally have to rebuild it from the ground up, and they don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my, my other last tropey complaint, why the fuck did they not hang up the phone when they were leaving the voicemail for the sun? You had time to yell, close the door, you couldn't, like... Hang up the fucking... No, leave this voicemail making sure our son explicitly knows we were brutally eaten alive. I mean, the only thing I could think there <laughs> is, with everything going on, like, they might have just dropped the phone and just not even realized it was still connected because you just... But you... but the the voices did not change to sound like it but was different. You, but you, you, say, you, you make it sound as if they had the phone next to their face and ear... When they're screaming and running for their lives. Like, no, it's, if, if there's, if something's going on and you're in the middle of a conversation and you're like, hey, this is going on, you're like, you take your phone down and you look and you, you respond to that. And, and, and like, yeah, I, I, I agree with Cobb at that point. Like, it's, they probably didn't realize it was still on when they were running away or, and, um, I, but you dub, heard them the whole time. So same, the, like the that's dub, the problem. That did you watch the dub or the the sub for it? The the subbed. Okay, so I don't. So the dub also wasn't great. It was done better in alone. Like as that was happening, they sounded like hectic because of what was going on. Because like the the call literally starts with them like we're safe, everything's fine, we're in the office. And then by the end, like, their voices are further away, like, they've dropped the phone or have just, like, moved away from it and are definitely much more panicked and have just completely forgotten they were on the phone. So I think that might have just been, like, bad directing, maybe, for that particular voiceover. But Uh, it it also, it it was just, like, we need the tension so the sun just breaks a bunch of shit. Like, make sure they explicitly know they die. Also, the phone call could have been, like, hey, we're safe, we're at the office. 
come, we'll see you after hang up. Like, it could have been a five second, like... I mean, it could be, but also, like, I forget how long it was in Alive, but in Alone it had been a few days at that point, maybe a week. So, like, they'd been trying to get a hold of him. Like, when he turned his phone back on, he just had, he had message after message, like, text message. Yeah, it it was days, and it was, like, randomly he got signal and it connected. Here was all the messages and a voice. That he then had to fly his drone up into the air to get signal to be able to hear. Sometimes like, you get temporary signal. It hap- it, sometimes things work and doesn't. It, I, I, like, at, at, I'm pretty sure at the point that he got the signal was after, like, power had gone out. So, like... I think when, when he got the signal and got the phone call oh. was actually before he tried... Or was after he tried calling and, and bringing, the, bringing the, the drone up. I think that was before he tried bringing the drone. No, he used the drone to connect to Signal twice. He tried calling out once when he flew the drone up. Couldn't It couldn't connect well enough or whatever. And then later, once he got like all the messages and whatnot, put it, his phone back on the drone to fly it up to try to hear the voice. No, it, it, he, he, he only sent it up once. He sent it up, and it the, the battery on the drone died, and so it came back down. He definitely used it twice. Well, three times. He, he used. I don't. I only. I only remember him using the drone to for once for the phone and once to send the uh, the rope across. No, I, I, there was definitely another time in there. He he okay. used, He tried to use the drone the first time after he saw the person trying to use like the selfie stick out the window, and then fucking fell to their death. And he was like, oh, wait, I have a drone. Let me try it with the fucking drone. Couldn't get the call to go through. When he was trying to call out before he ever knew anything about how they were. Like, this is like day three or whatever. Then he gets the signal randomly and gets all the messages and notice he has a voicemail. For some reason, all the time he had power, it never charged his drone all the way or whatever. But then puts the phone back on the drone to be able to hear the voice, and then has the freak out. Yeah. But are you guys ready for, for what's next? Yeah. Yeah. We can. Right. Drew, you, you already know, so we, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, the next book club, we are going to go back and listen to some old episodes of the Giant Beast cast. Yay! So we're going to do... Um, every, every year, the Beast cast did, did a... Um, uh, like a, a single session um, role play. So we're going to listen to the 2016 episode, which was episode 84. And then we're going to listen to the 2017 two-parter, which was episode 136 and 138. Um, now, Rich, the only sort of like caveat for you is the first three years, I think it is, um, th- they mostly play the same characters. Mm-hmm. So... In episode 84, these characters are all at least pseudo-established. Um, they're given slightly different twists because it's a it's a different um, rule set. Like, they're not playing D&D. Um, they're playing, like, a different roleplay um, system. I believe they're playing Fiasco, if I, I know remember correctly. Fiasco was definitely one of them. I don't remember if that was the first one or the second one. But this first one, episode 84, it's a New, Year- New Year's heist. Um, the group has to steal the... Um, the, the 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 ball the the New Year's ball from from Times Square. Okay. Um, and it's just stupid and fun and goofy. The second one, uh, that the the two parter episode one thirty six and one thirty eight takes place in an apocalyptic future with like mostly the same characters though. Um, and I will just throw this out there: it involves sentient train snakes. 
Isn't there a game about... Oh, no, that's a train spider. Never mind. <laughs> um, cause I, and I will say, like, I don't, I don't listen to much, like, of, like, the real play stuff. Um, next to, next to Matt Mercer, um, Austin Walker is probably the best DM I have heard. Um, Mm -hmm. he is, he's very charismatic. He knows what he's doing and he is very quick to just kind of let the players do what works and figure out how to make it work for the overall, like, story. Mm -hmm. Um, like like, he basically, he rolls with the punches really well with a group of, like, novices, essentially. Like, I think, I think Vinny is the only person that has played much in either of these. Um, and everyone else has either never played anything at all or has only, like, dabbled a couple of, like, small times. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're fun. Like, like I said, they're, they're mostly self-contained other than, like, the characters are kind of, like, used throughout them. Um, it's about six and a half hours. So it, 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 it is a lot, but, um, they're fun. And I figure, Rich, like, if, if you can do, do eight hours of critical role, like, this shouldn't be too bad for you. No, it's, uh, yeah, I'll have plenty of time to, to, to listen to it. Yeah, so I guess two weeks from now would make that the 25th is when we, oh, that's, I guess, here's a good question. Are you guys able to record on this on Thanksgiving Eve on the 24th? As yeah. far as I know. Okay, cool. So this will be our Thanksgiving episode then. We will be talking about, uh, these the Beast Cast. Bomb Christmas, the Giant Beast Cast Christmas episodes. Yep, and... <laughs> I'll put direct links to these episodes, to the free feed episodes, um, in the show notes. Uh, Rich, uh, if you want to listen to these at like, um, like sped up time at all, um, you'll have to just download, like, like subscribe to like the podcast feed and just grab the, ep- those individual episodes. They unfortunately at this point in the show hadn't started putting them on YouTube yet. So it's, okay. it's on their websites player, which doesn't have speed options or mm-hmm. like in whatever podcast app, like podcast addict, you can just turn it up to whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're fun. I, I have fond memories, especially of the, uh, the train snake one. Same. When you mentioned it in the text, I was like, the first thing that came to my brain was trains. Yeah. When, when you kind of passed on your turn, I figured like that was, that was the closest to a thing that you would have probably picked. Yeah. So, so I figured why, why the fuck not? I mean, Drew, for real, we could just have Richie start watching a bunch of giant bomb content. This is true. <laughs> Like, we could make them watch Mario Party Party. Or, <laughs> you, you think Mario Party's good, here's four <laughs> fucking hours of one game of Mario Party. I don't know. With some someone of the, always yes. hitting the L button to make Waluigi go, wah wah I don't wah, know, man. Some of those Mario Party Party... fucking hours. Four hours of that. Those are, those are pretty fun Mario Party rounds. Oh, here's a, here's I a, fucking love the Mario Party Party. Like, here's the thing, though, guys. I'll sit there and dedicate four hours of doing nothing else but watching this, probably social media while while watching it. I won't be doing anything. If 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 that's what you guys are going to have me watch and talk about, I'll dedicate the time to watch and talk about it. Oh, I know. I, I, I was legit, mostly joking. Though, legit, I love the Mario Party Party videos. Like, I have watched them multiple times. They are They are my, like, I'm depressed. I really don't feel like watching anything. This is joyous. Yeah, dumb it, shit. Because three of them hate everything. Dan fucking loves it, <laughs> and like they all lean into their roles really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but, but there's also there's always like the Persona Four Endurance Run, which I've never watched. It's personally. only like thirty eight hours. Like, 
Are you guys good with doing a 38-hour endurance run over the... Actually, it's, I think it's more than that. Um, it's like 150 episodes, and they're like 30 minutes apiece. Um, that's, yeah, that's more like 50 hours. Yeah. Are you guys good with watching like 50 hours of a game from 2008 um, in two weeks? Like, can we, I think uh, we can do that? <laughs> I well, don't, literally don't know that there's enough time. I have uh, two, a, a season of, two seasons of a shows to watch to catch up. Uh, no. Yeah, no, I, look, much time. I would not do that right now anyway, but like, honestly, like, Drew, for real, like, if, if when your pick comes up again, if you want to grab like a giant bomb thing, um, even if it is a, um, a premium one, um, I'll, I'll let Richie borrow my premium for whatever day he wants to watch stuff, as long as it's not like a 50 hour thing, cause that would just be unreasonable for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, he could get a free trial subscription. Oh, that's true. Too. And I think the, I think there's content on there that is like goofy enough that like even Richie, who doesn't like know the personalities, would still actually like come out of it enjoying like a Mario Party Party or some of like the goofier like one-off things they do. Yeah, like I feel like Mario Party Party is probably one of the better ones for that kind of thing because each one is kind of self-contained. That's, whereas like yeah, burgle my bananas like one episode of that's not any. Or the steal my sunshine. It's not really though. I th- I would argue that like you could do like so like generally we we seem to fall other than like when we pick like a movie. Um, we're falling somewhere in like the three to like seven hour range with a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so like theoretically you could do like three to five episodes of Steal My Sunshine. True. Um, and get a pretty good feel for how fucking dumb that was. This is true. Um. But, Rich, uh, what was the Batwoman thing you wanted to talk about real quick? Uh, just the fact that there's DC Comics in Batman, and isn't Batman how DC Comics got its name? Um, it's Detective Comics, and that's... I, so, I don't think DC actually stands for that. Um, it might, it might be related to that, but, um, Batman also didn't debut with Detective Comics. Detective Comics was, um, 27 issues deep before Batman was shown. Uh, that was that was all. I just I, I thought that was funny. It was like, yeah, it's DC Comics. Isn't that how? Isn't that Detective Comics? And it's just it was funny. It I, it may be. I am just not a hundred percent sure. But it's still I I always think it's funny when you have stuff like that where like the comics from like a said thing exist in the thing. Like it it's different. Um, Smallville had like this comic series that was always kind of like mentioned in it. That w- oh. is not a real comic book. Uh, I forget exactly what it was called. But it was a DC, like it had the DC Comics logo on it, but it was not a real comic book character or anything. Um, so like that one was a little bit different, but like they've done actual like DC Comics in a couple Arrowverse things, I think, right? Uh, I can't, I can't fully remember. Um, but, uh, according to what I'm looking at, they did change their name to DC Comics after Detective Okay, so I, like, so I, ba- I didn't based th- on Detective Comics. I didn't think it was based on Detective Comics, but I knew that DC was not their original name. Like even Marvel went through several names, and like both companies were like multiple publishers that then like combined into one, and then went through a couple different name changes. Yeah, so DC Comics made a name for themselves in 1939, as they were founded by Malcolm Wheeler uh, Nicholson. During that time, the company was known as National Allied Publications. The initials for DC Comics. Comic books were uh, from taken from the Detective Comic series. That, that's a bad writing, but this isn't the only site that I've seen that said that the DC is from Detective. Okay, well, I'm gonna hold off on talking about Ted Lasso 
Mm-hmm. Um, I can talk about that next week. We went pretty long. We're like at a two forty right now. Yep. Um, so I'll talk about Ted Lasso next week. Um, I actually still have like three episodes left in season two, so it'll give me time to finish that up. Um, spoiler: it's a really funny show, and I don't know if you can still get it, but PlayStation Five had a six month free trial of Apple TV Plus. You can't. I tried. I missed it. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Ah, uh, that's a bummer. Um, because you could only get it on the PS5. Like, you couldn't even get it from like the website. Like, you had to do. You had to download the app and go to it on the PlayStation Five. Um, but yeah, I did that back over the summer when it was there. So I have Apple TV Plus till January. Just opened it for the first time like last week to start watching Ted Lasso, and that show is fantastic. And I'll talk about it more next week. Awesome. Uh, other than that, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? Nope. No, I think that's that's a show. That's a good show. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. So, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest, where, if you support us at the $5 or $10 tier, you will get the next episode of Bonus Action on Friday. Actually, if you're at the $10 tier, you can get the entirety of it right now. But uh, episode two will go up on Friday for $5 patrons. And then episode two will release to for free on Monday. So reminder for that. Uh, but yeah, support us at Patreon if you can. If you can't support us there with your dollars, you can support us by going to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. Those things all help a whole bunch. You can also find us on social media. We are facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Richie has been posting on all those things a bunch more and kind of cross-promoting with, with his other show, Brose. So there's some more stuff happening on uh, on those feeds than when I was the one in charge. Um, you can also find our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. But that'll do it for this week. We'll be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye.